Yeah, I'm just I I have a personal affinity with somebody on this list, and I just keep moving him lower and lower, and it's just Fair like enough. Fair yeah, but enough. oh yeah, we're recording. Oh, no, are we no, recording? Oh, oh, we are should recording. I stop and, should I stop? No, and no, we're good. We, hey, once you, it's it's the the ball's rolling, man. There's no going back now. I, I've got it's, a new I've got a new uh, voice filter. Oh, let me. <laughs> good evening, yeah. welcome to the podcast. I, I was about to say it's like once you step into the ring and then the bell rings and suddenly you're like, wait, uh oh, wait, no, 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 hold on, can I can I change my mind now? What? <laughs> But uh, uh, anyways, welcome back. Hello, hello. Hello. Wow, you sound really good today. What's what's up? Any changes? New mic. We're we're giving this new mic a test. I think it's going to take a few different, you know, kind of run-throughs to get the all the levels and stuff correct, but I finally invested in a nice mic. But it's funny, when we first started recording, uh, I bought us a very nice mobile mic to hook up to my iPhone, and it works really well. The only thing is, obviously, COVID hit. We started doing most of these remote and uh, especially now recording with Zoom and using our computers, the last like few we've done, my sound has been really bad because it's just using the mic from uh, my old MacBook I use. So I thought, you know what? Might as well get the nice mic. And obviously in the future, when we go back to recording in person, we have two options. We can either use the iPhone mic, which is uh, the, you know, the one I bought, which is very nice, or we can buy you know, like a separate sound mixer, hook up this nice mic I have to it. And so now we have options. It's serious. It's getting serious. Well, we we're investing money or you are. And so now it's time for the investor to invest in us. There we go. Exactly. We're, you know, sponsorship. If uh, we're not asking for much, like, honestly, I could live on 50,000 a year. So uh, that's, that's really, that's nice. That's, that's low balling it. That includes though, three months vacation. Yeah. And 27 sick days a year. <laughs> That can be yeah. used in conjunction, like back to back to back to back. With the three months off. So it's basically yeah. four months off. Yeah. And then plus, you know, incentives, right? So like if we hit 10 downloads, I get another day off. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, we're not including, uh, this is this is the, the honoraria, but we're also getting minimum wage, $15 an hour, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, that's San Francisco minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what you've been up to this last week? Any fun and new, exciting news? <laughs> I, you know, I gotta. Yeah, I have to tell you, I uh, watched a non-martial art movie, mm-hmm. and uh, five You're stars. You're fired. Yeah. You're fired. Five, but it's it's five stars, and it would be it would have been it was as twisted as writing wrongs, but without any martial arts. Okay, uh, so what is it? Bestseller with with uh, with my boy Brian Dennehy and James oh. Woods. Oh, it's wait, so how, good. How old is that one? 1987. Basically the same time as writing wrongs. Interesting. Wow. You know, what's interesting is on my uh, queue on HBO Max now, I have a film I've always wanted to watch and never got around to, but The Hard Way with James Woods and Michael J. Fox. Oh, I saw that in movie theaters uh, oh. as a double feature with like Turner and Hooch or something or Canine. <laughs> well, uh, the question <laughs> is, which one's better? <laughs> Turner and Hooch or Canine or The Hard Way? Yeah. The Hard uh, Way. The, the Hard Way. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm uh, definitely looking forward to watching it. That's when I need to on one of these like random afternoons uh, I check out. But uh, yeah, have I watched anything new the last week? Just TV series. We've been watching a lot of TV series. Yeah. Uh, finished Cobra Kai, which is incredible. Uh, I'm five you fin- in. You're five, I'm in, five to in season on, three. I'm season three. Yeah, it's it's not going to disappoint you. Uh, have I, I feel like I've watched... Some sort of new movie. Uh, 
Maybe not. You know, it's not out of the normal for me to just watch old stuff I've already seen a million times. You know, there's a, a great new show coming out with some martial arts and some training uh, coming out. Maybe saw it advertised in some football games. <laughs> Go ahead. What what show is it? The Equalizer with uh, Ed, Queen Ed, Latifah. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, here's Edward the deal. Woodward. Yeah, no, we, we've talked about this and I love Queen Latifah. But the second I saw her hitting the bag on that TV spot, I'm like, I'm done. Nope, not going to do it. I just love the original show. I mean, I, I think it's just not a remake. It's just the name carrying over from the movie down yeah. to TV. And, you know, Denzel did a fantastic job with the movies, too. He did. Yeah. It's like one of those where it's a, they're, they're taking the name, they're taking the name, and then, oh, it's good. Yeah, so in martial arts movie news, I'm trying to think. They've they've released some new uh, images and stills from the new Mortal Kombat movie, which looks yes. really cool. I mean, I know they're just literally just pictures, but it gives you kind of an insight of the overall look of the film. And so far, so good. I like it. Yeah, and then uh, have I? Is there any new trailers? Uh, no, I'm not sure if we may mention this, the last one or even the one before, Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. The, yes. That looks amazing. Oh, who's uh, training him on that? Was that Daniel Bernhardt? Well, he probably he's one of them. It's the 8711 stunt team. Yeah. So, you know, it could be any of their huge uh, ensemble of coaches, stuntmen, yeah, I think, trainers. Yeah, I think someone was like training him and I, I, I like, it, the name jumped out to me. Yeah. But it looks good. I it mean, looks I like- really good. <laughs> I like Bob Odenkirk from like- the Chris Farley sketch days. Like yes. I just, I love him. And uh, as soon as I saw they're doing an action movie with him, I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to watch the trailer because I don't want to be disappointed. And yeah. the trailer is good. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. These guys, they, they don't make bad action movies. They yeah. refuse to. <laughs> it's like, I just, I don't think they, they could, even if they wanted, they just put so much effort and there's so much that goes into the pre-production which, you know, as many of these people have talked about in interviews and so forth, especially the old school guys, that was non-existent back in the day. It's like previs, what? Stunt rehearsal, what? Nah, you just get there. And that's actually something we would probably talk a little bit about today on our episode. So yep. let's announce what our episode today is. I will do it, okay. <laughs> okay. It is the top 10 kickers of Western martial arts cinema. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Whoa, I'm, you're gonna have to give me 10 minutes. I need to make a whole new list. Yeah, so we've done the top 10 kickers of Hong Kong cinema before. So this one is uh, Western martial arts cinema. And it's funny, I can say this. Usually it's the opposite. My 10 through five are solid and my number or five to one change nonstop. My one through five haven't, changed at all it's been my six through ten that has been non-stop chaos up until about five minutes before us recording and some of the people on my honorable mentions list were like high up on my list like they were at number six and then now aren't even on there and i think a lot of it has to come down to first of all personal preference there's definitely a nostalgia factor without a doubt but hey it's our list right and also what you're looking for in a kicker and or kicks, right? A lot of viewership nowadays, they associate kicking with tricking, 
right? Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. a high appreciation for what it takes to trick. But for me, there's some performers nowadays that I don't even look at as even martial artists or kickers per se, but more trickers or gymnasts. And as amazing as I think it is, sometimes watching it on screen is just a little, for me, it just becomes redundant almost. Their, their physical skill set's incredible, but uh, it's not what I'm looking for personally. And I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. And I think it's also what you like to see because, you know, there's some kickers throughout cinema, whether it's Hong Kong or Western martial arts cinema, where maybe they're fantastic aerial kickers, jump kickers, you know, but then on like their regular normal kicks are just kind of, eh, you know, and so it's going to come down to what you like to see most, perhaps overall technique. And it kind of, goes under each of these categories. We say, oh, they can jump. Oh, they can find the ground. Oh, they can do a little bit of tricking. You know, perhaps it's more traditional based kicking as opposed to very flashy, flamboyant uh, aerial stuff. You know, maybe it's just very grounded. Uh, And the example I think of is kind of how with our top 10 kickers of Hong Kong cinema, you picked Samo, right? Yeah. And Samo's a powerful kicker. And so that could be a facet that you put into this list. Like, oh, I mean, this guy didn't do anything fancy, but damn, look how strong his kicks are and it transcends on screen. So I think, you know, people are probably going to agree with a lot of our choices and disagree. And I have a feeling our lists are going to be all over the place. And I originally was going to do a number 10. That was like a five-way tie, (laughs) kind of like I did with our last list. But our last one, that felt fair with the, you know, the stunt players. But this one, I was like, you know what? No, AJ, because if you do that, you're just going to start doing it every time. Then you might as well just make a 15 list or something. So I I, trust. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you there. Like I had I did literally have a one, two, three, four, five, six way tie, seven way tie in 10th place. And I'm like, you know what? These are honorable (laughs) mentions. And on top of that, I just what was happening. There are people on that spot that I didn't want to move off the list. And as I was remembering other people like and breaking up the ties because I had one and two tied three and four ties. So it was like, I had all these ties in there. And then, you know, in sports, if first, in, if there are two people tied, there is no second place. It's third place anyway. So I'm like, yeah. you gotta be fair. So I broke it all up one through nine and then 10 has a, has a tie. Uh, but then there's a, there's a, a, it's a small tie and then honorable mentions. Very good. So let's start with our honorable mentions. So, uh, and I have a list of about 10. I'm not going to go into okay. great detail, but what I'll start off with are these uh, three. My first three were all on the list, you know, some of them all the way up until five minutes ago. But, uh, <laughs> well, first off, I'll just go through my honorable mentions that aren't those three. So we've got, uh, I've got Billy Blanks. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, I've got Olivier Gruner. These are all honorable mentions. Ernie Reyes Jr., I like that. Yeah. You know, he never got a, and he's one of those ones that just never had a a fair shake and not enough opportunities for starring roles. And that's a lot. Actually, some of these honorable mentions, Uh, Chuck Jeffries is another one like that. I have James Liu, a very prolific, uh, you know, martial arts now choreographer. I have Richard Norton on my honorable mentions list, a fantastic kicker, but he, you know, just didn't make that uh, element of being one of the top 10 kickers. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's funny as you, as you go down the rabbit hole on YouTube, and especially when you're watching highlight reels, they can be a little deceptive too, because, 
you know, you get super pumped up. You're like, oh, how does this guy not make my list? And for example, this is, that was the Billy Blanks thing I was going through an hour ago because Billy Blanks is a phenomenal kicker, especially for someone his size. But highlight reels can be slightly deceptive because sometimes it's just one-off techniques and it doesn't represent the overall flow with the choreography. And sometimes it could be, you know, maybe they just don't do choreography very well. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not the best choreography, uh, which, you know, is no fault of the performer themselves. But for example, like I was watching Billy Blanks, I'm like, he's incredible. How is he not on my list? But then I actually went back and watched some of his movies, like full on fights and they're still great, but I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, he's, he's a great martial artist, a great kicker, but doesn't quite make my list. But the three I mentioned that are, or excuse me, the four that I have that for honorable mentions, like top of the line, Marco Zaror, the okay. Chilean martial artist mm -hmm. uh, who is Chile's first martial arts star. He's an incredible athlete. Uh, he's like 6'2 or 6'3. It's funny. I met him once in uh, 24 Hour Fitness in Hollywood. I was like, hey, you're Marco Zaror. And he was super nice and took a picture with me. He makes me look puny. And I'm not huge, but I'm not exactly tiny. I'd say I'm very average medium. And he's just so ginormous, so ripped with these like long limbs, but he does the most incredible aerial slash tricking work. But uh, he also is just a phenomenal kicker, even just doing basic kicks. But for me, it was kind of like he, he is, uh, it was a lot of that tricking stuff, which I enjoy watching him do it because he's so athletic and it's so incredible how he can do that with his physique, like how big he is. But just I, at the end, I, I took him off at the last second. I mean, I love Mirage Man, his film. I got to go see it at the LA Film Festival and it came out in 2008. Uh, just, he's incredible and he was on my list, but he fell off. Next one, Keith Vitale. Uh, Keith Vitale was on my list. He has perhaps one of the best, uh, and I'm gonna mention this on my list with people that are on there, the flow, you know, hit the flow mm -hmm. of his kicks. And that comes from him being, in my opinion, and I will say this, the greatest point karate fighter of all time. Uh, and you see that on screen, the way he can flow into the kicks, especially with high level point karate, like he used to do. And they, he was part of that second tier where in the eighties, they actually fought in a ring and stuff with gloves. And the reason you flow is because you bah, bah, flow until you land that kick uh, or that point or that punch. Uh, and, you know, he's got a few iconic roles, but not quite enough to necessarily make my list. Uh, Next one, Michael Jai White, incredible martial really? artist, incredible kicker. Uh -oh. He didn't make my top 10. No, that's okay though. He was on my top 10, right? And he was up high because my, he is for me. Yeah. Hey, you know what? And I totally get it. And it's like, he was back and forth all the way up till this morning. Uh, I mean, blood and bone is one of the, all my all time favorites. Yeah. Uh, even, you know, universal soldier, the return, like some of the kicking work he does in that. And but just at the last second, it was just, you know, kind of personal preference and, and you know, my favorites. And he just, he fell off and it's no. Um, I understand. I understand completely. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry to jump on like this. Yeah, no worries here, but you know, I think there's, there is personal preference does play in mm -hmm. here. And I think it kind of depends on at what point in our lives we see a particular actor. Yep. Uh, and also what their work has been. Like I know, uh, if my introduction to say Jackie Chan was Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> I'm probably not going to have that. Like this guy is amazing. My introduction was uh, project a the right. original version. 
uh, and then Wheels on Meals, and then Dragons Forever, and then Operation Condor, or no, Armor of God. Those were, were the first movies yeah. I rented. So it's like, it kind of depends on when you first see someone and where you see someone. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so it just, it's, I think this is, this is, this was one of the hardest lists I've done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like the people you're mentioning right now, particularly the the Chilean and uh, Michael Jai White, I think anybody could argue that they should be on the top 10 list. Yeah. And there and are people you mentioned that are even on the tier below that who are on my top 10 list. Yeah. And I, I've so got I don't some, know who you have left. I have some on my top 10 that are people are gonna be like, really? You pick them? And I'll make my argument. But the last one, the very last one that's on my honorable yeah. mention, because without him, we wouldn't have all these other kickers. He's the godfather of American kicking. And that's Mr. Chuck Norris. Okay. And the thing is, when you, when you watch Chuck Norris's stuff from the 70s, the early ones, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's bam, bam, sharp, fast, hard. The thing you have to remember, Chuck Norris was born in 1940. So when he really became kind of like a, what you might call like superstar of action cinema in the early 80s, he was already in his 40s and he was still kicking incredibly. But he, I mean, nowadays, maybe actors, you know, how they age a little bit. I don't know. You look at someone like, you know, current performers, someone like say Scott Atkins, uh, who is in his mid forties and is still doing incredible stuff. I mean, Chuck Norris still did fantastic work all throughout the eighties, but you see the difference kind of right. Yeah. And so I, I, I want to get my hats off to Mr. Chuck Norris, but he does not make my list. Uh, well, this has been a great podcast. <laughs> uh, so for me, Chuck Norris is also in my honorable mentions. I should do there, I have a two-tier honorable mentions because I okay. think there's some guys who are in a lot of B martial art movies. Yeah. I'm not gonna mention Jeff Wincott's name, although I just did. Uh, <laughs> but there are guys who who sold, who helped like the Speakmans, who helped the Wincotts, who mm-hmm. threw a ton of kicks, uh, but weren't ne- aren't necessarily like leading kickers. And part of that is because the same issue that Cynthia Rothrock encountered, like is this, the action genre was not geared for a particular look, you know, mm-hmm. Brandon Lee broke that a little bit. A few other people broke that a little bit. Cynthia Rothrock broke, broke that a little bit, but you know, oftentimes she was second fiddle or uh, dating, you know, Steve, uh, Steve McQueen's son, Chad McQueen, you know, not in real life, but you know, yeah. that's, that's how, that's how she was propped up. It never that leading role of, Blonde Fury, uh, uh, or yes, madam. You, but basically, what I what I'm gonna say about my list is there are people on my list that if we were saying okay, best kickers in uh, just for training sequences, there's one guy who's in the middle of my list who'd be at the top of my list. Yeah. His training sequences are phenomenal, but in the fight sequences, sometimes I'm like he's pulling it a little bit or he's doing X, Y, or Z. And if we were saying okay, well for you know, you mentioned Richard Norton already or Cynthia Rothrock. If we say, oh, let's include their Hong Kong films, this list instantly changes. Number one is locked. Yep. But you make a good point there. And it's, you know, like, for example, the training sequences or maybe group fight scenes. Oh, man. With like melees and group fight scenes, this guy's incredible. But one-on-one fight scenes can almost be awkward and, you know, disheveled. So yep. I think it's a really good point you bring up. Uh, well, you, you've mentioned some names that are definitely on my list. I'm hoping that I surprise you with some names on my list. I, I was like, oh, he's not going to get this one guy. You got the guy already on your honorable mention. So anyway, my first grouping of people, and I was going through pencil and scratching out and going over again. So I'm going to probably check, check this up a little bit. My first tier are, I just want to give some respect out to uh, Leon, uh, Leo Lee, 
uh, James Liu, Philip Tan. I feel like these guys need some. Oh man, Philip Tan. How did I great, great call. Like with James Liu, he should be on my list too. But yeah, phenomenal. So then I have the second tier, which I call, so that I call those the first tier was like the perform the, mm-hmm. the stunt guys, the guys who, who were in everything and sold everything for everybody. And then through, through great kicks, like I was watching, uh, the Roger Moore fight scene, the martial art fight scene. I was going it, to all kicks, the double Oh seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, who, you know, come on, he's doing martial arts. It, it's, it, it didn't work for me. Right. And it, anyway, so. I'm just saying like the people he worked with, yeah. you know, they made it work. Exactly. Uh, so the second tier are the performers and some of these guys were on my list and then they, I dropped them off, you know, they're on and off like Jeff Speakman. He's on the list. He's doing these kicks in jeans. He's throwing some great <laughs> kicks, uh, but he's not on my list. Uh, Philip Reed probably could be on my list. I almost see him oh, as like oh, an oh. overall total performer. He's almost uh-huh. like, you know, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's he, the full package. I will just say this. He was one that was bouncing back and forth and obviously did not make my honorable mention. So, so he bounced up. Mm. Yeah. He, well, he was, he was definitely on my list. I actually have a 10 here next to his name and I, but yep. uh, uh, Daniel Bernhardt, uh, we talked about this. <laughs> our lists are going to be so, uh, <laughs> our, <laughs> this is funny. Okay. <laughs> so Daniel Bernhardt, because I mean, the guy, when I was, when I, I think we talked about it on one of our podcasts, like after our first hiatus, like mm-hmm. the guy's throwing kicks, like I, but I only have so much reference point, right? Um, you know, and I, I had to go. This was, this was one of those. There's a guy in your honorable mention that's on my list, so I could see how Bernhardt yep. could have been on, and this guy's off. Uh, of course, I mentioned Chuck Norris, or I, of course, I mentioned. I'm mentioning it. It's like being redundant. Mm-hmm. Chuck Norris, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, he was on my list, and he was up to number five because of the training sequence in Delta Force Two. I love that training sequence. Yeah. Or even uh, in Code of Silence when he's hitting the pads and stuff. You're just like, oh, you see how strong he is, even at yes. that age. You know, and it makes you think maybe in that kickboxing workout video he did with Benny the Jet. Maybe Benny the Jet wasn't faking when he's like, oh. That yeah. kick hurt my hand while holding the pads. Yeah, like oh, oh yeah, oh. <laughs> um, I have Kathy Long on this list in my honorable mentions. Oh, very nice, and, Coach Kathy. Yeah, and then I have Thomas Ian Griffith. Uh, wow, you because know what? that guy could reach. Yeah, he should have been on my honorable mentions too. Uh, especially, yeah, especially because I just watched. Uh, exi- uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It, Executive decision. Yeah. No, not executive decision. What's the one? <laughs> executive that just, uh, excessive force. Excessive force. Thank you. Good God. They, they're close enough. But yeah, no, he phenomenal. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and then I have someone I think is on your list. So I apologize. Uh, Lauren Avedon. Okay. Uh, hey, you know what? Once again, Lauren, and I love Lauren, he was bouncing back and forth on mine too. At first, I thought originally when making this list, oh yeah, he's going to be like close to number one. And then yeah. it's, you kind of, there's that element of what you said, reference point or, and I, he's a special instance where I'm going to talk about how he excelled and how he did not excel. Yeah. So that that's my honorable mentions. Uh, and then um. It, if we cheated, we all these people, I think, in both our cases would have been on our top 10. Yeah. Let's just hope they don't all get together to kick our asses because that would be a I, deadly I, crew. 
I have them in the Zoom waiting room. <laughs> Jeff, only Jeff Wincott shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even mention him. He's like, son of a bitch. Okay, uh, let's get this started then. Uh, okay. Starting, and so I think what we should do today different, I think we should kind of do it how... Uh, we used to do it? Ben, no, no, how Ben Johnson does it on the Kung Fu Movie Guide when him and Mike do their end of the year show. And like, if they have the same one, they just let the person go and then they will... Uh, mentioned. So for example, if my number 10 is your number five, I'm just going to talk about him. Uh, you know, we're just going to try to keep it briefer and then a more brief, and then you do it when it's your time to do it. Okay. And then good? we're doing, yeah, we're doing it like that way. So English accents. Yes. Yes. Th- okay. This is the Kung Fu movie guide. I'm your host, Mr. Ben Johnson. I love his accent. Oh, I think that was a decent impression. I mean, it was very I, good. I always get shit from my British friends that my British accent sucks, but, uh, Hey, you know what? I'm working on it. Okay. So here we go. My number 10. Are you ready? Yes. This, this, and this is definitely personal <laughs> bias because he is one of my greatest influences as a fighter. And I just think he's a bad mother and I, he couldn't not make this list, but I also will make the argument as to why he is on this list. Number 10, I have Jerry, the golden boy Trimble. And let me tell you why. So once again, he definitely had, uh, he's been a stuntman for years, but he's also had his fair share of starring roles, like good five or six movies that he headlined. It was him. And this is another one of those ones where I was talking about how highlight highlight reels can be kind of deceptive. Well, first of all, there's this guy that makes highlight reels for like everybody on YouTube for their movies. King of Kung Fu is the YouTube name. Uh, they're awesome. Check them out. But his is a great example of, so his, his first like movie he did was The Master, the Choi Hark film with Jet Li. And then he does Breathing Fire, which is an American movie, but you know, Hong Kong kind of choreographed and co-produced. But all of his movies after that were pretty much American martial arts movies. A lot of them shot in the Philippines. And, you know, unfortunately, his films, I I will admit, did not have the greatest choreography, probably because who knows who was choreographing them, for one. Two, probably no time to rehearse. And three, they were probably just like, all right, just do what you want to do. But the thing is, he is such a good kicker. And he has, like I was mentioning before with Keith Vitale on the honorable mentions list, the best flow of maybe any kicker on screen. Cause there's some movies, uh, for example, there's one he's in that was directed by uh, Michael Chise, the, the guy who played Tong Po, the French guy. And it's called Lady mm-hmm. Terminator, AKA Backlash. And there's yes. one part where the camera is just like behind him uh, as he's kicking the uh, Michael Chise or how you ever say his name. And it's just, it just holds on him doing kicks. And there is nothing dynamic about this camera work or this shot or special about the choreography, but Jerry Trimble's kicks are so amazing that I can just sit there and watch that. And even on like a lot of these low budget Philippines, he, he was in the choreography is not good. He makes the fights good by how good of a kicker he is and how good his flow is. And the reason why, because in real life as a fighter, that's, he had this amazing flow of his kicks where he'd go from one to one, you know, even getting an opponent backing up until he landed that final kick. And that has to do with his extremely high level Taekwondo background, uh, just as proficient in Taekwondo as some of these other people on my list who are more well-known as Taekwondo fighters, but Jerry Trimble never got his like fair shake in the sense of getting a starring vehicle that was, you know, a high level director with a big budget and a great stunt team. 
but the fact that he was able to make these films entertaining just based off of his kicking ability is what puts him at number 10 for me. Cause you know, a lot of people are like, what you didn't put Marco Zorora. You didn't put Michael Jack. Why didn't you put Jerry Trimble? Yes, I did. Because look what <laughs> he was able to do with what he was given. And uh, also I'm going to go on and say, I think Jerry Trimble has the best pump front kick that ever put on screen. There's one great shot. I know this is a Hong Kong movie, but in the master where it's slow motion and he does the pump front kick as Jet Li moves out of the way. And I'm, it's just phenomenal. And he's just one of my favorite kickers, uh, maybe my all-time favorite PKA fighter. That's American kickboxing. And one of the greatest, uh, not just on my list, on most people's list. And that's why he makes my number 10. That's a great selection. Uh, should have at least been on my honorable mentions. I I literally watched, uh, was re-watching highlights from Lady Terminator, probably from the same YouTube channel. And yeah. it's just, I mean, he's just unveiling stuff uh, that's kind of unnatural, but it's it's he's he's doing it in a way that uh there's some people on this list that uh i like it because i believe it mm-hmm. and he's totally believable and sometimes <laughs> that doesn't translate and that that's 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 where it comes into my number 10 play, uh, spot because there are some guys who are doing some amazing stuff but uh yeah w- with uh with jerry trimble you definitely believe what he's doing on camera mm-hmm. um so my number 10 it's going to be your honorable mentions. <laughs> you ready? It's my third place tie. Actually, damn it. I missed the joke. I was going to tell you my number 10. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I was going to set it up as a joke number 10. Uh-huh. Uh, tied for third place, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and Lucy Liu. Hey, hey, guess what, though? <laughs> Who was in that fight scene with Drew Barrymore when she's tied up to the chair? Uh, I don't. I got to be honest with you. I didn't finish the movie. Jerry Trimble. Are you serious? So I should go back and watch the movie. Now. Yep. Jerry Trimble okay. is one of the, and he was nominated for a Taurus award, I believe for that fight scene. Uh, see, and that, this and is- when I saw Charlie's angels, I remember, I didn't know who he was yet, but I had seen him in stuff uh, or it's vice versa. The first movie of his, I watched, it was something like, wait a minute. I know that guy. Cause he just had such a distinct look, right? Yeah. Like such a tough guy look, but yeah, no, he's in the fight scene with Drew Barrymore. Go back and watch it. So, so I, I've been a, I've been a snob in the I was a snob in the '90s. It was American action. I was not watching it. Oh, a hundred percent, me too. And, and that's so I why never, I, I never watched yeah, it. Yeah, I've rediscovered. Yeah, I've rediscovered some of these great American-made martial arts movies as an adult now because sometimes, as crazy as it sounds, the slower choreography is easier for me to like, absorb. Whereas as a kid, your brain's all over the place, so it's like the speed and craziness of a lot of the Hong Kong stuff is what you you need. Now I'm like. You know, sometimes I, I like to watch a little bit of Jeff Wincott. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, what? But, Every day. Uh, so my number 10 uh, is a three-way tie. Chuck Jeffries, uh, Olivia Grunner, and Billy Blanks. Dang, uh, all... Uh, oh, wait, for reals? So yes. all these guys that were like the top of my uh, honorable mention. So there you go. Yeah, go and yeah. go for it. You know, I, I mean, so first off, Chuck Jeffries, he's unveiling stuff, so the top of my list has a lot of modern people on it. Unlike my Hong Kong list, where there's a lot of 80, 80s people on mm-hmm. it. Uh, he was doing stuff. He was hinting at what we're going to see today from kickers. Uh, and he was doing it with power. He wasn't like maybe necessarily doing it as like acrobatically as other people, but absolutely believable. His, his work in Honor and Glory is mm-hmm. pretty freaking good. Mm-hmm. And I agree. It's, it's fun on top of that. So... I, I almost wanted him to have his own spot, but it would take spots away from other people. So I, I cheated. And, with and unfortunately, 
unfortunately with Chuck Jeffries, we just didn't get, I mean, we have honor and glory. We have blood moon. We have, mm-hmm. uh, uh, death, rage death fight or death yeah. fight rage, whichever name it goes by. And really, uh, aside from like that kind of stuff and the opening of Pootie Tang, uh, <laughs> we don't get to see him in a, a lot of stuff. He just didn't get his fair shake. And so yeah. that's one of the reasons he didn't make my list. Yeah. I understand that completely. Uh, Olivier Grunner. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I pronouncing his last name correctly? Grunner, Grunner. I don't Grunner? know. It just sounds more French, I think, when I say Grunner. Olivier yeah. Grunner. Olivier. Uh, he, I love, I love it when, so Dragons Forever, one of my favorite movies, because guys in suits, so they're no longer like, they're guys in suits high, throwing high kicks. Yeah. And Olivier Grunner, that's, that's his like, that's his meat and potatoes. I mean, Angel Town some great fight sequences. And, but I mean, he's, he's put together some great fight sequences, very similar to what you were saying about Jerry Trimble, where sometimes the production's lower. He's still going to throw his kicks around. Agreed. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to make a career. It's like, uh, he's trying to make his career off of some kicks and to get seen, you know? So he never takes the foot off the gas. And the thing about Olivia Gruner, people forget legit world champion. He was on the French national team too, uh, with my first coach, Jerome Turcan. Uh, who will attest to the fact that he was a very high level legitimate fighter. And uh, the, the, like you said, like the flow of his kicks and his punches, it's all very grounded and realistic, which I love. Uh, But he doesn't necessarily do anything super flashy, but that training sequence at the beginning of angel town, that's one of the best of all time. And even though it's kind of short and not, it doesn't do anything crazy or special. You just see his skill. And the thing I love they break it up. They show him doing American or Western style kickboxing mm-hmm. and then Muay Thai, two separate things. And he does them both brilliantly uh, at the highest level. Yeah. The, the, I, I was, I was actually just rewatching the training sequence uh, yesterday after we had to postpone the podcast. That's what mm-hmm. I was actually watching and just the, it's phenomenal. Uh, oh, and for and those then, that are wondering why we postpone in case this video does make it up, uh, we got a lot of snow. And so we were losing power throughout the day. And so I didn't want to risk uh, us getting cut off. Um, third of my top 10 is Billy Blanks. Yeah. I, I think maybe if he weren't, he is, he is kind of like one of these total package guys. Some of these guys are in like my top in my honorable mentions. Like I even consider, you know, I keep throwing his name around Jeff Wincott as like mm-hmm. a total action star. And Billy Blanks was that way too obviously Billy Blanks is on my list because he threw some great kicks. There's the one movie where I'm blanking Mako's training him. Balance of power. Balance of power. That ending fight with James Liu. Yeah. Yes. Throws some phenomenal kicks. Uh, And, you know, so if, if he wasn't as complete a fighter and as complete uh, trying, they were trying to make him into, you know, a star, you, we, we probably would have, he probably would have had to rely on his kicks more. Um, but uh, yeah, with that said, you know, I, I think I, I think his kicks had power. His kicks had flair. His kicks, uh, uh, you know, ex- did some experimental, you know, stuff. He he, he did some cool angles with them. Uh, but you know, there's no harm in being numbered on the number ten list. Yeah, and it's I, it's an award. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I 100% support your three way tie. Uh, mine was originally a two-way tie between Jerry Trimble and Keith Vitale because of the whole flow thing. Yeah. But uh, no, and that's great. And Billy Blanks, as I said, rewatching, that was one where he wasn't even on my radar at first. And then I thought, oh my God. You know, and that's another thing because when I first started seeing his movies as a kid, 
in the mid nineties or something, I was already enthralled by Hong Kong action cinema. So a lot of his stuff like showdown, I was like, well, this is a waste of my time. But now I go back and I love those movies. And you also appreciate the technique and just the abilities of someone like Billy Blanks, who another very high level Taekwondo guy. Yeah. So number nine, number nine, my number nine is Mr. Daniel Bernhardt. He wasn't even on my list until about five minutes before he was, uh, he was on the honorable mentions list. He was on the honorable yeah. mentions list. The reason I put him on there, uh, cause the main reason he wasn't on there originally was as a stunt performer for the last 20 years. Incredible. He's been in so much stuff. Uh, some incredible fight scenes, you know, he was kind of with 8711 before they had really even formed. And, but people forget he started off as a straight to video martial arts star. He was like the Van Damme replacement for Bloodsport 2, which is phenomenal. Uh, that was pretty much for fight choreographed and kind of ghost directed by Philip Tan on your honorable mentions list. And the fight scenes in that are incredible. Bloodsport 3, fight scenes are incredible. Uh, True Vengeance was another one I loved as a kid. And I've been trying to find a copy of that. And you just see his, first of all, his build. He's, he's like, remember he was a model. So he's tall. He's got long limbs, but still was able to build up that strong muscular physique, but his legs are just so long, but, and his kicking and his flexibility is incredible. And he, he's one of those ones that yes, he does like jump, uh, flying what we call like the flying sidekick and like a jump spinning back kick, but he doesn't do a lot of fancy aerial stuff. He's not doing mm-hmm. flips at all, but he's just, he's probably the most straightforward guy on my list where his kicks and his lines and the aesthetic yeah. and beauty is just spot on. And, you know, he'll, he does this incredible sidekick into the camera. A lot of the times where it's like, you know, the, the person it's like the sidekicks going up their face and you see the foot go into the camera and that's just beautiful, incredible. And I'm getting deja vu and feeling like we maybe talked about this before with him specifically. You know, I think it was after our, our, uh, our break. Or, oh. or like our hiatus and we came I, I had just like gotten back after flying and i downloaded blood sport 2 and watched and i'm like this guy's have you seen this guy's kicks i i have a feeling it was earlier like a different we'll have we'll have to go back and listen or maybe we have a super fan already that can let us yeah. know but uh and then obviously his his spitting wheel kicks his roundhouse kicks and the power too so with a lot of those sidekicks to the body where he gets to actually hit the stuntman you see that power like bam and you're like, holy moly, I would not want to eat a kick from that guy. And for me, that level of authenticity, even though he wasn't a real fighter, which is, you know, a big thing for me, just biased, uh, he sells it like he is. And yeah. for that reason, he made my list uh, just because of how beautiful his kicks are. Boom. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he was, he was, he, he had floated nine, 10, and then down to honorable mention. Uh, for me and it's you you hit it right at his lines his those lines i don't i don't think anybody else is really doing it there are other people on our list who will probably have great lines but the, his line is just so amazing and i like he had hong kong cinema written all over him mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years earlier he could have been in hong kong cinema even oh, yeah. even even the fight sequences uh uh even our, like Op- armor of god to operation condor mm-hmm. like i could have seen him 
as part of like a, a, a trio or, uh, you know, oh, with, with Bruce Fontaine and Steve yes. Tertelia and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Just throwing in all these different kicks, you know, but of course then they would have uh, been like, what, why is this supermodel guy with them? Cause they were all, they were all, they all had a look for sure. You know, they had yeah, they, like, I, I think Bruce Fontaine, one has the slick back, greasy hair and the pencil yeah. mustache. And uh, then suddenly Daniel Bernhardt would have come in there. They've been like, what? <laughs> but uh, awesome. All right. So who's your uh, number nine? Uh, my number nine, and this this is where I move things around a little bit, uh, seven, eight, nine, but I'm going to go with what's written on my piece of paper. Okay. Jeff Pruitt. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's hear this. Now, uh, Jeff Pruitt for me, instantly, very innovative choreographer, groundbreaking for American martial arts cinema, I will say. He was attempting to do Hong Kong stuff on his own before anybody else was in, uh, and by on his own, I mean, not in Hong Kong co-productions or with the Hong Kong stunt team. He was just attempting to do that Hong Kong style within these low budget American martial arts movies on his own in the sense of, all right, I'm the choreographer. These people have never even seen these kind of fights, but I'm going to make them look like that. So I always yeah. give him credit for that. So let's hear. I, I, I mean, like you can look at his uh, martial law work, I think mm -hmm. uh, martial outlaw as well and Marshall, uh, Mission of Justice. Mm -hmm. And Mission of Justice, he actually kind of gets a, a semi-starring role. Like, you right. know. Uh, but his kicks, it's all about his kicks and his speed. And I'm, uh, I'd have to do, uh, I'd have to double check, but I think he has a Taekwondo background or a Tung Soo Do background, but I, I have honestly, to double check. Normally I know that kind of stuff. And as you say that, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not even sure of Jeff Pruitt's uh, martial arts choreography background. It's funny because Sophia Crawford, his wife, you know, mm -hmm. I'm more familiar with her background, but that's actually a good point. We, we should look into that after this. Well, I, I just felt like, I, like for me, so the kicks, what he's doing, you're right, spot on. He's trying to do Hong Kong. So he's got speed and precision. But if you also watch him, he's like turning over his hip. So he's got power mm -hmm. in it. So he, and I think he's stunt doubled for, you know, at least for Jeff Wayne but for other people. I mean, he's like, he helped carry the straight to video industry from a behind the scenes perspective with his choreography, right. just, uh, just the uh, sequence where they're beating up. Uh, sorry. Yes. I know these characters, Danny Borelli in, um, <laughs> in martial law Two undercover. Got I it. Mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous how they're just like pounding on him. And then you can see the, I should know her name. Uh, I think it's Brie uh, that I forget who the actress is when she's like throwing kicks. I'm like, Oh, that that's straight that's straight Jeff Pruitt choreography. I mean, the whole movie is Jeff Pruitt choreography without him. That movie would probably fall flat. He's oh, yeah. done, he's done choreography with or for, or when he's working with people, like, I think he also worked with Benny the jet and I'm on a movie. No, didn't he? I think we, we I, talked I, about this before. Maybe uh, which, which one, uh, which I, is the well, one where he, where he, where, uh, where Benny the Jet comes down the stairs. That's Martial Law One. Martial Law One. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he did. So I yeah. think he's. I think Jeff Pruitt was in that area. So I mean, when Jeff Pruitt was working with talent, and I don't know if I. I don't know the behind the scenes. So maybe one of our super fans can tell us what was <laughs> happening on the behind the scenes of Martial Law One. Maybe we can reach out to Chad McQueen. But uh, yeah, I just think that his involvement really carried a genre, and without that, we wouldn't have what we have today. So in many ways, this, this is a nod to the work he's done. Uh, but I also know he's done some great fight sequences on um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Right? And yeah. so the, the difference is when you look at uh, the first season of Buffy as compared to season two and onwards when he took mm -hmm. over as the fight choreographer uh, and 
Sophia Crawford also came on as her stunt double. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the great Diana Lee and Asana was actually her stunt double for the first season. Uh, and so there was, there was some good stuff, uh, in the first season, but just, you know, real basic choreography. So when he came on, that's when it had that Hong Kong feel. And that's how I got into Buffy actually, because I had no idea it had martial arts in it. And then one summer while it was still, it was reruns, but while it was still airing on TV, I turned on a rerun on FX and I was like, what the, and I see this Hong Kong style fight scene and I'm like, yeah. what's going on? And that's why I did my research and that's why I figured out Jeff Pruitt was, but yeah, very he, innovative. He, yeah. He raised the bar. And I mean, I, I think, again, I think he did Marshall outlaw. And so a okay. lot of the names I mentioned in my, in my, uh, in my first tier of, of uh, kickers, he, he, I believe he helped choreograph some of those sequences. And I mean, some of those sequences are phenomenal fights. I mean, they're just people being, you know, destroyed really, mm -hmm. uh, or at least apparently on camera. But I mean, <laughs> it just, I, I think, I think he, uh, he's, he's a major catalyst for trying to trying something new and trying to change, uh, the genre. And I, because of the pace of his kicks and the believability, I almost moved him up to seven, but I, I, I kept him at nine. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, good entry. So are you ready for my number eight? Absolutely. My number eight, who was bouncing on and off, uh, on and off, on and off is, Philip Reed. And let me tell you the main reason why he was bouncing off was I thought originally he didn't have a large enough body of work. And on top of that, mm -hmm. it was just the best of the best series, which almost true. I mean, uh, in recent years, he just made a film called the underdog kids in the eighties. He did a couple movies with June Chong, uh, mm -hmm. you know, his instructor, uh, one of those being a favorite of mine, LA street fighters, which I've never been able to find a good copy of the copy I have is an old, it's a DVD, but it's an old rip and it's super dark and uh, you can't even see half the action. But I've seen clips surfacing online of an HD quality version of this movie. And I don't because I know these people don't have the means to do that themselves to remaster it. So I'm like, mm -hmm. where is it coming from? I don't know if it's overseas somewhere that they've redone it and sold it. I don't know. But either way, uh, I couldn't let that, though, not let me put Philip Ree on there because he has a different kind of flow. I keep talking about the flow, but his is that Taekwondo style. And the fact of the matter is he is just such an incredible kicker. And he starred in the quintessential Taekwondo movie, best of the best. I was just talking about this with my friend Tiger recently. Uh, and the fact that and Taekwondo is known almost as the kicking style, right? Even people not as well versed in the martial arts are going to say, Oh, Taekwondo. Yeah. The kicks, but he he made that movie incredible. The the little bit of non-ring fighting we get in, that's great. That barroom fight is fantastic. But then the actual like taekwondo competition fighting in that mm -hmm. is phenomenal. And that ending fight between he and his real life brother, uh Simon Ree, is it, just a highlight reel for beautiful taekwondo technique. And even rewatching Best of the Best 2 recently, uh, a lot of the editing I didn't really like because they didn't get to show, they almost cut off uh, Philip's kicks. But he's, I, I just, I had to do the man justice and I had to put him on here because pretty much, you know, I love Best of the Best, Best of the Best 3, I have a, uh, I love, I love. Uh, and he used to do some great kicking work in that. And seeing like KKK people get their asses kicked is always great. Uh, we hate racists and bigots here on the martial arts mania podcast. Uh, and so in number three, he, he fights the Ku Klux Klan in the deep South pretty much, but he, 
just he has inc- just insane flexibility, fantastic uh, grounded kicking technique, amazing aerial technique, and I, I just, I just, I had to put him on here. I had to put him on here. The neighbor is revving their car. Oh, uh, but I, I've been agreeing with you. I think it, it, he's he's one of these complete fighters, and yep. I'm really glad you spotlighted best of the best three because it is. I mean, uh, he carries the movie, mm-hmm. and the editing is better in best of the best three as opposed to two. It's, yeah, it's it could have been its own movie. He didn't need to make it best of the best, or they didn't need. But you know, that's what they did back in yeah. In, the 80s, in fact, 90s. had they not attached it to the series it would have just put it another step above just to be Agreed. its own entity. Uh, especially because once again, the backstory said in the first film, it's like just throwing out the window. Like, wait, what? He has a sister now too. Uh, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah. Uh, oh, and he also gets to do some great hot keto in number three. Yes. Which yes, people forget he's also very uh, proficient and high level in the Korean art of hot keto, which very similar has all the kicks of Taekwondo, but pretty much, like the Aiki jitsu of say Aikido or the, the joint manipulation of chin, uh, Chinese martial art and so forth. Um, I think that's a great selection. I Thank you. It's a really great selection. I, uh, do, do, do you ever watch, uh, Bill O'Reilly's like meltdown? Where's he, we're going to do it live. Uh, no, I did not. Okay. It's great. It's on inside edition. They tell him okay. to do something. He's like, I don't understand this. And he said, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. I'll read it. I'll write it. I'll do it. And then <laughs> he does it live. Uh-huh. Uh, I bring this up because he is such a good kicker. Uh, no, because on my, <laughs> on my list, which is, I have here, here, here. And then here was the final list, uh-huh. uh, on this list, there's a name here, name here, name here, name here. And then when I got to this list, I'm like, well, I have extra space. So I moved my ninth place tie, which was, are we, we're on eighth place now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which was Jeff Pruitt, ninth place with Jeff Pruitt and his wife, uh, Crawford. So oh. because I felt like they together, right. you know, really elevated. But I'm like, oh, extra space, what's going on? So I put Crawford as number eight. Uh-huh. But by doing that, I've left this name out. Can you see this name? Uh, let me see. Oh, my God. <laughs> no wonder I had space. I'm like, what happened? Why are all these people like? So uh, we're going to do it live. Oh, so oh okay. <laughs> it comes full circle now. Now I get it. Yeah. So here we go. Your number eight. So my number, well, my number nine. Okay. would have been throwing Sophia Crawford there. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, you know, respect to both of them and like that, particularly the work they did on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Uh, and like all the, the the kicks that she brought to cinema and to, particularly to television really elevated. Actually made me, I, I once like on Twitter, I'll, I'll go off like, oh, the best fight scene on American television is uh, Mark Descascos versus Samuel Hung. But you know what? Looking at what they did, it kind of puts a run for the money for that show. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so I, I'm doing it live. And uh, that means uh, that the person who is my number seven now, it, now everything is going to fix. So my number eight is Richard Norton. Okay. Okay. And for, uh, you know what the thing is that I know we both love Richard Norton. Uh, shout out to Mr. Richard Norton. We've uh, uh, been social mediaing back and forth the last couple of days. And as a friendly reminder to everyone, no, I am not, Keith Cook, uh, <laughs> as much as I'd like to be, but I constantly keep getting mistaken uh, for Keith Cook. Uh, and, you uh, know, it's like uh, my wonderful partner, Jessica, said, she's like, you know, there's a lot worse people uh, 
you could be mistaken for and he's pretty badass and i'm like yep i have no problem yeah <laughs> but anyways richard norton fantastic richard choices norton. here well and here's I, I understand why you had him as an honorable mention and the reason i put him at uh eight on my list is uh specifically for his innovativeness in under the gun oh um, nice. the wraparound kicks the high kicks great line and his line i would argue in particularly in under the gun uh is in line with daniel bernhardt's line mm. uh I also think that he and Cynthia Rothrock put on a freaking kicking masterclass in Lady Dragon. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, he's got the front kicks. He's got, he's got all these power kicks going. Power. Uh, definitely. One of the most def- powerful kickers. Yeah. And, uh, Rage and Honor 2, colon, Hostile Takeover. Uh, there's a scene where they're trapped and there's a bomb about to go off and they can't get out of the room, but there's- So how do they get out? How do they get out? They get out, they get out through Richard Norton's sidekick. (laughs) Yeah, so, but I mean, uh, like his flow as -hmm. well, we have to talk about this. And his flow isn't just with kicks. He's always moving, Uh, you know, it's his punches, his kicks. He just, he has some of the best camera presence. I know this is a list about uh, kicking, hence eight, if this was a list about camera presence and just the total package higher up but his kicks delivered absolute power great front kick great uh roundhouse kicks and being able to just lift up he he has you know he's not doing a lot of flying kicks i think there's i think i can remember one movie where he did a flying kick maybe he but, does uh, a lot of what is like is called the tornado kick right the spinning yeah, yeah. uh yeah. jump kind of one uh yeah, which he makes that. look great yeah uh, uh, rage and honor that's like the 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 key move in Rage and Honor just keeps kicking the guy and then like the the, the spinning punches. But um, mm. yeah, so he, my number eight. Cool. And I 100% agree. Uh, he has that such a strong traditional Gojo Ru background. That's where we get a lot of those uh, powerful snap kicks. Uh, but he also is one of, I think, maybe the most underrated like Muay Thai style kicker, which we see in Rage and Honor too. And he's working the pads and stuff. And that uh, has to do with his years of training at the Jet Center and being trained by our mutual coach slash sensei, Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham, mm-hmm. uh, which just goes to show what an amazing coach he is. He can coach world champion fighters and he could also uh, coach world-class actors and performers. So uh, that means we're on my number seven. My number seven is Mr. Lauren Avedon. And so here's the deal. Lauren's been jumping back and forth, back and forth. And when I first initially thought of this list, I thought of him as close to number one. And it could have been rightfully so. He is, he deserves to be on this list. He's an absolutely phenomenal kicker. And he stars in three of the greatest American-made martial arts films ever made. No Retreat, No Surrender 2. No Retreat, No Surrender 3. No Relation, completely different movies. And then King of the Kickboxers, right? And in these films... He was very lucky. His first movie is No Retreat, No Surrender 2 uh, as a starring role. He did some stunt work on uh, the aforementioned L.A. Street Fighters, like some of the Jun Chong stuff, because that's where he trained out of with the the Reed brothers, Jun Chong, Bill Superfoot Wallace used to come in and out of there. But uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 2, which was an American Hong Kong co-production. So he was working with Corey Yuen, right, as his first choreographer. And then in the next one, you know, same thing. These were Hong Kong action choreographers that he got to work with and it's like starting with the best and he proved that he could handle a lot of guys can't handle that Hong Kong choreography right out the gate, but he did because he was such a phenomenal martial artist. 
and he was an incredible kicker. He has those long legs too, right? And so when you see those long limbs kick as fast and as powerful as they could with him, uh, because especially in the first, in No Retreat, No Surrender 2, and he's a skinny guy, you know, but even in that uh, kickboxing sequence with the Muay Thai uh, fighters, you get to see him kind of have a kickboxing flow, which he does very well, which wasn't necessarily even his background. But, uh, and then in No Retreat, No Surrender 3, Blood Brothers, you uh, get to see him, even just when like he's, you know, performing his katas and stuff in his little dojo, dojo or dojong uh, towards the beginning of the movie. And then the choreography throughout is a little more intricate in that film. Uh, definitely traditional Hong Kong style all the way. And he's just phenomenal. And then King of the Kickboxers. I mean, the movie's called King of the Kickboxers. You get to see the evolution of his character who at the beginning has like a base line of basic martial arts skills. And then he trains becomes even better and once again it's just those long limbs of him his are just Mm -hmm. just beautiful to watch the way he kicks and his his level of taekwondo the way he bounces and switches steps and then launches into a spinning kick this is like real authentic uh competition style taekwondo uh that you don't get to see a lot even more so than say like someone like philip Ree, like lauren abaddon had that bounce bounce switch 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 spin mm-hmm. kick you know just the highest level where you see oh man this guy is not only very competent he is beyond that he is you know sensei level you know he is and i think in real life he's somewhere close to 10th dawn in taekwondo and it, it shows the reason why he started to fluctuate back and forth is you look at what happened to him after these first three films. And when he was kind of forced to go into the lower budget American martial arts movies, and this is no fault of his own, you know, he's working with maybe way less of a budget, nowhere near as talented of choreographers and or stuntmen and or other performers as well. Sometimes yes, but a lot of times no. And unfortunately he fell victim to just kind of being forced into some not as stellar films you know what i mean and he couldn't uh step above that sometimes and sort of like i was saying how you know jerry trimble was able to make like anything kind of look good sometimes these movies and it's it's a lot of time no fault of his own because some of the stuntmen he's working with you can see it's like he has to slow down he has to make it work for what he's been given and Unfortunately, after those first three movies, we never got to see him shine like that again. And it's such a shame because he he should have been so much bigger. He should have had so many more opportunities than even a lot of these other guys that had a lot. Yeah. And even to this day, and I saw him do like a test choreography thing from a couple of years back with a stunt group in Germany. And keep in mind, I think this was like three or four years ago. He still looks phenomenal. So he is still able to perform. And I just keep my fingers crossed that he go, puts himself back out there and does something now because he can still kick with the best. And that just goes to show how high level of Taekwondo he is and how well he's taking care of himself. Yeah. It's a great selection. And I think uh, when you mentioned uh, Michael J. White on your, on your honorable mention list, and I was like, it kind of really depends on what movie you see first Mm -hmm. and what movie then gets, gets ingrained into like your DNA. And so unfortunately I saw his American movies Oh, you know, and then I go back and it's just like, I see what he's doing. He's almost, he's almost taking to, uh, Corey Yoon's like work, uh, uh, like, um, like Yoon Biao would. And I think I, 
I know that we know that Corey Yoon worked on at least a couple of, well, he worked uh, No Retreat, No Surrender too, right? Yes. And then three, yeah. he came in and ghost choreographed for yeah, one fight then, sequence. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I have a feeling that fight sequence is going to be coming up soon. Perhaps it will be. Um, it's a great, great selection because I mean, he's, he just, he delivered at the Hong Kong level of professionalism with his kicks, innovative, fun to watch. But, you know, I, he was on my list and I'm like, ah, oh, but I got these other guys. So, and these other guys kind of resonated with me. Mm. And if I had seen the no retreats, no surrender movies first, it would have probably been the other way around. And there's just something about his screen presence. I liked. Yeah. Was was he the best actor? No, not yes. necessarily. Was he a bad actor? Nope, not at all. Uh, but he just had great screen presence. He did, he, and he did, and he does. Yeah. Like, I, I, like even in his interviews, I know, like I've, I've heard a couple of interviews. I know it's not screen presence, but he has a personality that really just comes through. Yeah, I would love to see him do uh, some more stuff even now. All right, so your number seven. My number seven is Michael Jai White. Okay, let's hear it. And my first, my first Michael Jai White experience was why did i get married too it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, black dynamite and oh, it was really tri- triple feature at uh the new beverly okay uh, with, uh, the grindhouse triple feature so it was death proof uh grindhouse right or what, what did they call the one with the uh, with rose mcgowan planet, planet Terror. Terror. Mm-hmm. and then so these were great i mean i liked i i liked both of them and then then Black Dynamite came on, and I'm like, holy cow, my mind was blown. Best movie of the night for me. But oh, of yeah. course. I mean, I'm a martial arts fan. I'm going to love that movie more than the other two. A movie uh, like that, should, because first of all, it's brilliantly funny, too, and he yeah. wrote it, co-wrote it. Uh, a movie like that, that's what some people might even consider a spoof, should not have martial arts, uh, should not have that good of martial arts in it. <laughs> oh, it's phenomenal. And the training, and I know it's like, I know it's, spoofy and jokey exactly but but the phone calls the the where where he's like training with the guys and that triple kick that he blasts through that alone when i saw that and then i mean of course there's a scene that's slightly earlier where he's like beating up a junkie like kicks him through a wall it's like it's all absolutely believable what have i told you about interrupting my kung fu (laughs) i mean it's just it's absolutely i love that movie and they main unlike other spoofs it honors the genre right and then unlike other homages it has better martial arts and mm-hmm. by i mean other homages i'm talking kill bill yeah i'm just gonna uh, no and i 100 and i say this about kill bill is oh man maybe we'll do a whole episode on kill bill that's not a bad I, I idea that. because I think that was one of our first like texts where we're like well yeah. how would you recast it because oh man it's like there's so much that was right with that those movies and so much that was wrong but let's not digress uh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, that movie, so I, now I'm like doing a review of uh, Black Dynamite. So that movie was my introduction. So I'm watching him on the somewhat big screen of the New Beverly Cinema. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. I'm going down the rabbit hole. And it was like, uh, you know, so shortly after that, I'm watching his straight to video, like a straight to video movie or straight to streaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Blood and Bone. Yes. Is so good. I, I call I call Blood and Bone the best red box movie ever because that came out <laughs> when there it was like that weird in-between where rental places had completely closed down. 
streaming had kind of just begun on Netflix, but there was no such thing as premieres or even the original content of Netflix. I think maybe House of Cards had just come out. So it was that weird in-between where Redbox DVD rentals were actually yes. like a thing. And it was, uh, they came out just at the right time because I rented that when it came out. The only option to watch it would have been pretty much either to get my DVD in the mail from Netflix mm-hmm. or Redbox it. So I Redboxed it and greatest Redbox movie ever. I, I may have late fees with Redbox from that movie. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, no, that, but I mean, uh, yeah, Bl- Blood and Bone just absolutely delivers so many. It's so smart and the kicks are phenomenal. And the, and the final the final fight sequence I I'm, I know like I'm a, I'm a slight stickler. I know they were trying to like make it look like this is a super rich swanky party. The guy he was facing, I'm blanking on his name. I'm really sorry about that. If you have his name, it'd be great to drop his name in the final uh, fight. Uh, in the final fight, like the the kung fu professor guy. The oh uh, no, we're talking blood and bone now. Oh, blood and bone. Oh, Matt Mullins. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that that sequence with that their fight sequence is just so good i would have liked to seen a little more production value in that fight sequence just because it's it's uh it was like a super rich rant uh yep. rich party but uh I and shout out to matt good. mullins because he's a phenomenal uh guy Absolutely. that i would love once again to he's he's transgressed above some of the stuff he's done it's like he's made it a lot better and but i would like to see that guy get his fair shake as well absolutely yeah. i mean his his he that fight sequence is just so great. Uh, so yeah, for me, uh, Michael J. White makes it because of his power, because of his ability to get off the ground and do some stuff that other people aren't doing. And I mean, we haven't even talked about his, uh, the fight against Boyka, um, yeah. you know, and I, and also never back down too. Yeah, no, never back down too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Oh, <laughs> Uh, so we have a little history with the first Never Back Down movie, but Never Back Down Two, the <laughs> beat down. I love the fight scenes in that movie; oh, they're so incredible. And the fight sequence with the cops, yeah, yeah. so good. Uh huh. And damn, he was in good shape per usual in that film. Yeah. Uh, I, and he, go I, ahead. I, my my parting thought is, I could, I could have. He he was at number three at one point. Wow. He was even at number two at one point, but then I I start to look at his full resume. And sudden, sudden death. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, we won't even go there. Anyways, now moving on to number six. My number six, who I have a feeling might be your number one or very close to that point. Uh, mm. And he actually was, wasn't on my list. And I know it's insane. But then I was like, he can't not be on my list. And then he got himself eventually settled at number six. And that is the, and, and I love this performer and I love his movies, but it was just back and forth. Anyways, number six is Mark Dacascos. Oh. Uh-oh. Same. Same. Oh, oh, oh you're, you're kidding spot. me. Oh. No. What, what, <laughs> there you what, go. What, what, what? I thought you were like, I forgot Mark Dacascos. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So we can talk about him together. This is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to go with like somebody else, but yeah, no. let's do it. Yeah, Mark Dacascos. First of all, once again, body of work. Yes, he's done a lot of movies, but uh, – starring vehicles with him not as many as you'd think at right off the top of your head as a fan of the genre you're like oh yeah he's done a ton and then you're like well actually he hasn't necessarily starred in all that many movies i mean yes like you know double dragon uh and then american samurai he's the bad guy right with mm-hmm. uh, david bradley and then obviously uh only the strong uh drive one of the greatest made 
American made martial uh, yeah. arts movies, but yeah. you know, and so that's why I was thinking about his body of work and, and his particular kicking style. But here's the deal. We don't see him do a, a lot of grounded kickboxing style kicking, which is kind of my favorite. I know a, a favorite of yours, but he can do it. We've seen him do it in movies. For example, the ending fight of Cradle of the Grave with Jet Li. He does a lot more kind of super foot walls kind of kicking with his lead leg. Yes. But the fact of the matter is, he is, I'm going to go on and say, the, the greatest capoeira kicker in cinematic history. Yes, there's certain stunt performers like Latif Crowder who are masters of capoeira. That's what they do. But then that's all they really do. He's... Uh, Mark Dacascos is able to incorporate that into his choreography and not obnoxiously isn't the right word, mm -hmm. but just so obviously be like, Oh, Capoeira. It's more just like, wow, it's a really cool kick. You know, he naturally uh, incorporates it into his movements. It's very organic. And obviously he did only the strong, which is one of my favorite martial arts movies. And it's, then, it's so good. Yes. If you and haven't he, seen it, watch it. He did Drive, which is on many people's list of the greatest like American made martial arts movie ever. And the thing is, he's got so he has those capoeira kicks, but he also has a very strong foundation in wushu style, like northern Chinese kicking techniques, very big open crescent kicks and so forth that he just does brilliantly. And he could do any style of kicking he wants. And in Brotherhood of the Wolf, Le Pacte des Lus, the French martial arts movie, I love the kicking he does in that film. A lot of aerial stuff, very cool. In John Wick 3, we saw him mm -hmm. still able to do, and we've kind of talked about this, I'm 100% convinced, even though he's in his mid-50s, he slowed down his kicks so that they wouldn't, because Keanu Reeves does incredible, but he moves up, he's not a lifelong martial artist, a whole different style of fighter in that movie. He moves a lot slower than Mark Dacascos. So it's funny. And I talked with another friend about this and he's like, I thought the same thing. Uh, Cause I, my friends back home, I made them watch all these movies when we were growing up, but uh, I'm convinced Mark Dacascos was slowing down some of his kicks in John Wick three purposely so that it flowed with the choreography better. But he's, he's just, he can do anything. He's an incredible performer He's one of the best martial arts stars of all time. Probably maybe the greatest that never reached the level he should have. Uh, he's, and that's why I love seeing, and John Wick 3, his performance is so good. He He's, he's maybe the best part of that movie, the new uh, element of that movie. And yeah. he's got, oh, and also little note here, he has the best cartwheel kick of all time on martial arts cinema, Eastern and Western. And I think that's what it's called, where you pretty much do a cartwheel cartwheel without your hands and then you like double kick was that in only the strong he does it in all in tons of his movies only the strong kickboxer five uh, <laughs> I was really say. most most of his movies but he doesn't only the strong for sure i think it's yeah. is it called a cartwheel kick or a butterfly kick or something like that either which way he's got the greatest one yeah it's it, it, he's a, he's absolutely phenomenal i think uh when as you're speaking as you were talking about him i was like you know what He's such a student of martial arts. He's a sponge. It's like, so that's the other thing I really like about Richard Norton, you know, when he's talking about martial arts, just going out and learning and learning and learning and expanding and just really having this hunger to find, find like the latest, not the latest form, but like almost find themselves through the, through the expansion of their knowledge of martial arts. And that's Mark Dacascos. And, and the character he played almost kind of personifies in John Wick 3 almost personifies that mindset. I would love to see a spin-off with his character. Ooh. 
anything. He can. Yeah, I mean, he. Spoiler he's alert, though. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. it'd be awesome if he did survive, but that would yeah. take some explaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the do a prequel. Oh, but, there you go. But I just, I think his kicks are phenomenal. He could. He has done so many different styles. He he's done what like my first year of honor uh, honorable mentions did. He he works and speaks exactly to what you were saying he works with the talent in front of him and with the choreographers and if ever the talent in front of him is slower or the choreography is maybe lower like i think it was in kickboxer five with all due respect to the kickboxer Mm -hmm. series he still brought everything out of his bag that he could to make it fit within his character i also feel like he's a little bit of a martial artist character actor so if his character does so you're not going to see him doing like three different types of martial arts he's going if in only the strong he's going to do capoeira uh, it i just feel like he's he has this uh he, he's a purist and it comes across on screen and he can do whatever the choreography requires and another element unlike some of the people on this list uh kicking aside he's also got fantastic handwork which comes yeah. in the form of and a lot of these people do some don't uh comes forward uh, with his hands. Not so much even he can do like the Western boxing style, but a lot of it has to do kind of more intricate, like Chinese style handwork or fast uh, traditional martial arts. And that has to do with the fact that his background growing up is he's a student of his father, Aldo Cascos, who created his own system, One Hop Kundo, which is an offshoot of Kaju Kempo, American Kempo. So it's got a lot of that rapid fire uh, handwork uh, of kind of more Chinese martial arts, uh, which just kind of helps add to the choreography. Well, I, I think you're you're suspecting that I had him in my first spot, uh, just so is the respect you have for his his level of kicks and his level of work, and and uh, undoubtedly, I think on any on any given day he could have been in in the first spot for either of us. I, I mean, I think from this point on, we're talking about all a bunch of first place people who we just had to like slice and dice who who goes where. I I think it's a great way of putting it. Okay. So we're at our number five. We are at our number five. And okay, I will start. My number five could possibly be number one (laughs) and probably isn't a lot of people's number one. And maybe he doesn't even make your list, but he is the quintessential kicker of Western cinema. Without him, we wouldn't even have probably a lot of these other people because they wouldn't have gotten their fair shake. He has been a huge inspiration for other people. Say what you will about his later career. Say what you will about his personal life. Say what you will about the authenticity of his martial arts background, which I will argue to the end with you. Number five is (laughs) Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Interesting. We have li- we have the same list. Your number five is JCVD. Yes, yes. Oh! And now, rem- was, he, remember, people, we don't share these with each other beforehand. We're he, we're we're getting in sync here. He was go- he was going from four to six, four to six with the, the Costco's and ah, my four okay. who will be coming up, who might okay. be your four now at this point. <laughs> oh, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so great, we get to talk about Jean Claude together. First of all, no one. And I mean, nobody to this day kicks better in slow motion than Jean-Claude Van Damme. I will fight that to the end. And that's one reason why he makes this list. Because some people may argue, well, he can't do a triple axle, no, 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 you know, a 1080 spin, whatever. I'm like, uh, I could watch him kick in slow motion all day. Even yes. some of the later movies he did, and I'm not talking about his later career. I'm talking maybe like early, mid-90s. 
the Corey, he didn't even want to do as many kicks. I'll watch him do a jump spinning round kick in slow motion as many times as I can. Yeah. He, he has, and a lot of people have this false belief that, Oh, he did ballet, not martial arts. Let me tell you something. He's a very high level karateka, Shotokan karate. He was on the Belgium national team. He was on the team when they won, you know, a couple of big championships. He uh, won number two, like in a world champion. So as a point karate fighter, very legit. Anything beyond that, it's hard to find documentation. But having that background, and yes, he did study ballet. Yes, he did do bodybuilding. He's very in tune with his body and his movement. And the thing is, you can't fake people are like, he's fake. I'm like, you can't fake what he does on screen. Uh, his the way he's able to do the splits in midair, the way he does his jump spinning kicks, the the overall, and when not in slow motion, like even the early stuff like blood sport, the speed of his kicks are phenomenal. Uh, the lines, the aesthetic, it's all very, very beautiful. Uh, I, I mean, the one thing hindering him was, you know, never really having the greatest choreography early in his career, aside from obviously no retreat, no surrender, where he was working with uh, Corey Ewan and that Hong Kong team. And you get to see him shine. And it's like, wow, imagine yeah. had he done his whole career with if, that. If he had just said yes to no retreat, no surrender too. Yeah, that would be that. But you know what? Had he said yes to that, then we probably wouldn't have gotten stuff like blood sport and kickboxer yeah. and kickboxer. So talk about like, and I'm one of those people. And I was just listening. Who was saying it the other day? I was listening to another. Po- oh, Scott Atkins uh, on his podcast. Uh, oh, which one was it of the two recent ones? Gosh, darn it. It'll come to me in a second. I forget who he was speaking with, but I'm a, I'm a bigger fan. Oh, uh, Alain Moussi. Oh yeah. 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 Of course. Uh, who could uh, honorable mention make it on this list too, uh, a newer performer, but they were talking about how they both like kickboxer more as do I kickboxer was a huge inspiration for me, obviously. Uh, and when you say and, kickboxer more, you mean more than blood sport, right? Yes. Or, yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 And just the, the, the stuff you get to see him do in that movie. And yes, a lot of the choreography in these early films of him's is hokey. It's and it doesn't stand the test of time, but the film still do because of his ability to perform in these fights and just how beautiful his technique is, how incredible his physique was. And, you know, that, that ending fight against Tong Po is nothing special choreography wise. It's the most basic, like it's the evolution of the John Wayne style choreography. I punch you, you punch me uh back and forth but when you have somebody like him doing it you can watch it all day and he he set the bar so high for future kickers and future generations and was an inspiration for so many martial artists including someone i have higher up on this list and for myself included uh he will always be on the list of the greatest kickers of all time deserves to be on this list he sits at number five and i think it's a great place for him right in the middle yeah it, uh, and I just felt like that was very appropriate. Anything below that, I think he could have been above, but anything below that just didn't feel right. And that's why he's at number five. He, he's a great pivot point. You know, yes. uh, the whole the whole reason I had Jeff Pruitt and allegedly had uh, Sophia Crawford next to him, <laughs> the whole is because they they he was bringing something to to cinema, or trying to bring something. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme did that, and he became the pivot point. And many reasons, I think, because he's on this list is why like you know i'll go back to hong kong cinema you t- ask me a top performers it's going to be all 80s uh because of jean-claude van damme it's 80s and 90s and 
2000 and 2019. You know, it's 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 because he is this pivot point uh, that really launched this. I mean, I have I have uh, issues with career choices. I have issues with some of the with some of the choreography that could have been uh, knockoff. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely there's a lot of stuff that went on behind the scenes with that film. Uh, yeah. Apparently there's stuff that was actually shot that got cut a lot of stuff that was supposed to. And, you know, that was at the, 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 the tail end of his Holly, like, you know, a list career. We know yeah. he had a cocaine problem. We know there was a lot of yeah. stuff bad going on behind the scenes, but you're right that what that movie could have been. However, yeah. I love double team. Oh, I was just going to say a double team. <laughs> no, I like the other one. Uh, come on. Double team. Uh, knock off desert. Oh, uh, which one? Yeah, I know. Maximum <laughs> risk, double impact, the replicant. Impact. Okay. Double impact. <laughs> I, master- I love double. I love double impact too. He is that movie alone would get him on this list. I mean, just <laughs> even everything. It's so he's his presence, his, uh, you know, the fight against Bolo. It's, it's cl- kind of similar to the fight against, uh, Tongpo. Yeah. Very and even that basic. The uh, the first fight, the quick one he has against Bolo, when he does the ra- uh, spinning wheel kick and then Bolo hits yeah. him in the nuts, you know why that shot sells and it's so amazing? Because of him throwing that kick so high. And yes. It's like, who is he trying to kick? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's trying to kick Evan Lurie behind Bolo. There you go. Exactly. Or Kareem. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh, Van Damme will always be on both the casual fan of martial arts films list of top kickers or even the first one comes to mind and also uh pundits or you know people that love the genre like us yeah will always have an appreciation for jean claude I, I appreciate that you just called us pundits yeah uh, uh, very, i, the, I, the, I the don't know why first, that was the first one that popped in my head so I, I, i'll like the very first name i wrote down when i'm like okay i'm doing the top 10 list it's just uh now i'm just blurting out names is jcbd First name is I write down is that. And then I just keep, you know, flowing. Yeah. But, okay. So number four, I'm uh, going to ask you, so I'm going to try and guess if it's the same person or not. Okay. That female, would be female or male? Female. Okay. <laughs> and question, would this female, if we included her Hong Kong movies, be number one on this list? Possibly. Okay. Wow. This is crazy. So we both have <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock as number four. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is. We may, we are, are I don't know. I, I think there's going to be one difference in our top five, but that's so cool that we've been in sync. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock. And she was floating back and forth, back and forth. And mm-hmm. let me say this. Here at the Martial Arts Mania podcast, uh, I, I am not going to put someone on a list uh, for any reason, aside from the fact that I think they're part of my French fucking awesome. So this has nothing to do with, oh, I just wanted to, you know, uh, you know, have female representation on the list. No, Cynthia Rothrock transcends all of that. She She's just one of the greatest performers of all time, male or female. And she's also one of the greatest kickers of all time. And it's just, it, it's so easy to see why. When you watch her films, first of all, something I was noticing when doing research for this, she has a very unique uh, ability in this uh, to do multiple styles of kicking. This has to do with her background. So her foundation originally, even before she's very well known for being a exponent of Chinese martial arts, but her foundation is Tong Sudo, which she's also very high level. I think, you know, somewhere in the mid fifth degree black belt range. 
So she has those Korean style kicks, but because she's also so proficient in wushu, I think particularly eagle claw and so forth, she has also the Northern uh, Chinese style kicks like Mark Dacascos we were talking about. So she has so much variation uh, in what she's able to do. And she has such power. And on her episode with Scott Atkins, and we've talked about this before, maybe Scott Atkins even tells her how, you know, a lot of the female performers on screen, they they can't show that same power. They just don't sell it. She does. When you see her kick somebody, you're like, holy crap, her sidekicks are powerful. Her spinning wheel kicks are powerful. And I think Cynthia Rothrock has probably the best axe kick ever on mm-hmm. screen. Tied no with Donnie question. Yen. Donnie Yen's axe kick uh, is very, very good as well. But her axe kicks are the best ever. Her scorpion kick. I mean, uh, no one does that kick. I mean, people can try. No one does it like her. And the funny part is, especially the American ones, you know it's coming. They set her up. I'm going to put you in a headlock. But And every time, guess what? We love it. We're like, yeah, scorpion kick, scorpion kick. <laughs> uh, you look forward to it in every movie. She can do yeah. incredible super foot wall style, pop, 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 holding her leg in the air and kicking. Uh for example, one of my fa- favorite female martial artists of all time and someone I'm very fortunate enough to call a coach of mine is Coach Kathy Long, who you mentioned on your honorable mentions list. But in real life, as as far as like martial artists go, I mean, Kathy Long, it's really hard to find someone higher skill level than her. And Absolutely. obviously her and Cynthia Rothrock are two completely different styles. Cynthia Rothrock was a performer. Kathy Long is a fighter. And you know, for real life martial arts, I'm going to lean towards Kathy Long. But on screen... Uh, Cynthia Rothrock just is the greatest and the way she's able to sell her kicks, do her kicks, the variation of her kicks uh, in a male dominated genre, especially in America. So yes, Hong Kong martial arts cinema, there's a very uh, rich background of female led martial arts pictures with the wuxia genre. It's gone back and forth, you know, in the sixties, it was dominantly that. Then we have the birth of the Kung Fu Pian and Bruce Lee and kind of this hyper masculinity that took over. But then in the eighties, thanks to Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh, uh, the girls with guns, some genre was reborn, but in American martial arts cinema, definitely male dominated, male driven. And she just came in and said, uh, yeah, no, hold my beer. I'm going to show you how it's done because I just spent the last few years in Hong Kong, uh, learning how to do it the right way. And, you know, the China O'Brien films will always hold a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's just the best. Uh, and yeah. I think her kicks, no one can question the legitimacy of her kicks. I, I concur completely. And if anyone wants to question anything, go watch her quick kicks at all. Go watch the Scott Atkins interview. Watch the sequence where she just talks about how hard she had to kick Samo's stuntman. Yeah, and then go watch that kick, um, and also watch her the kick that she gives to uh, Dick Way's stuntman, uh, the 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 first scorpion kick on on camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, I wasn't sure where to place her. At one point, I was going to place her as low as Mark Dacascos, so below Mark, below Jean Claude Van Damme, and then I just was like, let me really think about this. Let me think about. Uh, let me think about undefeatable. Let me think about irresistible force before I think about Lady Dragon and Rage and Honor. And in undefeatable, uh, there's some sequences. Now, I, I could, you can argue that the final fight sequence, I've heard it argued, is one of the best fight sequences on film, one of the top 10 American martial art fights. I've also heard it's like, there's like some people say, oh, it's the worst. It's not the worst. It's one of the best. I digress. 
that fight sequence is not just about Sensei or Sifu Don and I am ripping off his shirt and um, John Miller ripping off his shirt. Although that's they, a bonus. It is a major bonus, uh, but they get, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's an over the top fight sequence, but these guys are trying to sell Hong Kong style. And then all of a sudden Cynthia Rothrock's foot comes into play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, what she does is she just takes that sequence to the next level. So yeah, there are a lot of gifts out there. Don licking his knife, uh, yeah. ripping the shirts off, looking at their arms, ripping, you know, they're, they're, it's, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the fight sequence is great and she just takes it to the next level. She, she has made a career out of elevating fights, elevating, uh, people like her fight sequence with, with Sifu Don in the warehouse that ends with like boxes, like floating, Yeah, uh, you know, it's a great fight sequence. And that's one of the main fight sequences that's in the trailer. Uh, irresistible force made for TV, CBS, um, uh, with Stacy Keach. Mm. One of my dad's favorite. Shout out to my dad. He loved Mike Hammer. Oh, Mike Hammer is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she throws some great kicks in that's in in the car lot sequence where there's a there's a, um, a hostage situation. She throws some great kicks in the mall, and she's not fighting. She's fighting against CBS CBS stuntmen. And oh, real understand. quick, no, that's something to to point out is how she went from Hong Kong with the top level stuntmen to doing some of these American movies with very low level and still sold everything she did that's 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 my whole point is like there are other actors and other performers who might take a step back she never takes a step back she's throwing kicks in all of these sequences so in undefeatable there's a fight sequence that's not that great in the middle where she's fighting i think some guy named red and he's like yeah yeah And she yeah. throws some great kicks. She does not, and then she fights the guy in the the guy who kind of looks like Brett Favre wearing the wearing the football thing. It's funny because that the first gangbanger guy she fought, I, I always thought thought looked like Tupac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there's some very so, interesting characters in that film. There are some great characters, uh, but she just gives it her all, and then I, then you just pull out you pull out. I think I kind of say her A star, her A grade. American movies or the Rage and Honor series and the Lady Dragon series. I know those are kind of like co-productions in a way mm-hmm. along the way, but I mean, it's a, it's a kicking masterclass, what she and Richard put on. And, yeah. you know, she's carried a lot of co-stars and what I like about her work with Richard in particular is there's no caring and right. Richard, Richard sets her up and she sets him up. And I mean, you can, if you want to see them at like their peak, watch magic crystal and see what that what they do with each other oh yeah so yeah that's that's my number four excellent excellent choice all right so now we're at the top three i i i mean if if they're i think we're gonna have a difference between our two and three i think our number one's gonna be the same but uh i wonder about that i I wonder about that well let's try to segue into it like you do with the last one i like how you did that so does the next person have an accent or or are of your top three do two have english accents yes they do uh, does the first one on this list, meaning the next one that's coming up, have blonde hair? No. Okay, we're going to have a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number three, who I'm assuming is either now your number one or number two, is my doppelganger, Mr. Keith Cook Harabayashi. Very nice. Very nice. He was almost my number three. Okay. Okay. I want to uh, hear, hear what you have to say because, I mean, it's just... So here's the deal. Keith Cook could very easily be number one. Uh, 
main reason why just not as great a body of work. I don't mean great as in the quality of the films. He just didn't have all that many. Uh, he started off as a co-star in the China O'Brien series where we see him do phenomenal kicking. And the thing is he has maybe some of the best wushu style kicks. And maybe I will say the best wushu style kicks of anybody on screen. He has incredible kickboxing kicks because as we discovered when we did the podcast with him, that's what he was like first learning was like, uh, like karate and then kickboxing and wushu. And the reason mm -hmm. he ended up going into wushu performance and becoming one of the most decorated performers uh, or uh, of all time is because it was a better way to make money and get into the movies. But he was training kickboxing. He was fighting like smokers and stuff. So you see that authentic kickboxing uh, style within the kicks he throws. And he's just so fast. It's like, oh, they must be speeding up the camera. But then when you see the stuntman react to it, you're like, wait, he's moving at normal speed. How does this even work? And in the China O'Brien films, you get to see him do some fantastic slow motion aerial jump split. Yeah. The triple, quadruple kicks. Uh, and so he had the two China O'Brien movies, King of the Kickboxers. There's the phenomenal uh, fight sequence that was ghost choreographed by Corey Ewan that we kind of hinted at earlier, where just that fight scene alone could make it put him on this top 10 list. And you, you just see all the different kinds of style kicking he could do in that more. Once again, grounded kickboxing, taekwondo, wushu, aerial stuff, uh, just incredible abilities. And then one of my all time favorites is Heat Seeker, the Albert mm. Penn like uh, techno thriller martial arts film you know, very low budget, but he, in that film, it, he's playing a, a fighter, which is pretty much just a kickboxer. That's the style it is. So he's playing a straight kickboxer and the stuff he's able to do, the air he's able to get, uh, the power behind his kicks, the speed, it's just speed. He may be the fastest kicker ever on screen. He's just so fat, him and Donnie Yen. Uh, and it's funny, we found out that they actually have a background together, but Obviously, Donnie had a lot of stuff undercranked and people are going to say, oh, yeah, we will sped up. But no, when you watch footage of just Donnie training, I'd say Donnie N and Keith Cook are the two fastest kickers ever on screen. And he is just such a phenomenal performer. And the only issue is I just wish he would have started more. I mean, obviously, he had smaller roles and stuff like Beverly Hills Ninja, which I love. But we, we never got to really his main big starring role would have been heat seeker, which wasn't yeah. like a big budget movie. I love it. And I recommend everyone go try to watch it, but he deserved to be in so much more, but it's kind of like he told us he got tired of the rat race of all the auditioning. And it's just, he opened up his school and that's kind of what he decided to do. And he will always have these incredible roles. He'll be remembered for, uh, and, and King of the kickboxers at prong, I think is his character. No. Yes. Yes. No, it is right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It sounds that's like not, that. Or is that Billy Blanks's character? I forget. Either <laughs> no, way. Prong, I think he was Kong. Oh, okay. Billy Blanks was Kong. Okay, then. I don't know. I don't we know. Just, Either way. Skip this. Yeah. He'll always be remembered for that role. Chance O'Brien in uh, Heat Seeker and Dakota in China O'Brien. And even though we only have like four or five movies right there, that just shows how amazing of a kicker he was and still is to this day. We took a class of his pre-COVID and my God, he is an inspiration with how phenomenal shape he's still in and what he's still able to do. Um, so I think we're doing it the Ben Johnson way, right? Yes. So that's okay. my number three. My number three, Gary Daniels. Okay. Okay. So I'm wondering where he falls on yours. Did we fall off the rails here? We'll find out. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, Gary Daniels is on number three. You know, he's all right. 
uh, <laughs> and that's stuff. it. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, so I don't know what to say about Gary Daniels that properly uh, that does him justice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he wasn't starring in a reaction movie. Yeah, uh, he he could have. Uh, I think it's a timing issue with when Hong Kong, when he was coming up in Hong Kong. So, I mean, he basically came up into Hong Kong on one of Jackie Chan's last big movies. So he was like, his time frame was like, he made it. He got into the Jackie Chan film. I know we're talking about Western film. So we talked about that one uh, last week. Um, but, and then when he's over in the States, you know, the martial art movies were a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, or the action movies were a lot of like big explosions, sequels, and it's no, it was no longer even. It's not Thank even you, like the uh, PM Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, and it was no longer like uh, the the movies that Stallone and Schwarzenegger were making. It's it was now it was around the time of Charlie Sheen making action movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so like the the uh, I'm not the authenticity of someone like Gary Daniels. Uh, was not on the bill to cast for lead actors. I still don't understand why he wouldn't have been cast in the Taken movies. You know, basically I'm going off right now as to like why, like why he keeps, he's not in these films. Let's talk about his kicks, whether it is Blood Moon, whether it is Rage, right? Rage? Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's so many Rage movies that, yeah. uh, whether, uh, there's, I'm blanking on the name of the movie where he, uh, I think he's, gosh, I don't know the name of the movie, but I, I, I remember the sequences and he's, uh, it's just whatever he's doing. And then even in the Expendables, yeah. you know, his kicks are 100% believable. Deadly bet, deadly bet. He's in, I'm sorry, I'm going off now. You probably want me to stop so we can get to your number two, no. which is hopefully, but anyway, deadly bet. He's always against, he's against our great friend. Gary Daniels, or no, I'm sorry, Jeff Wincott. Jeff Wincott. Yeah, no, well, he actually, Jeff Wincott bets on him because Jeff Wincott has a gambling issue. So he's only in like the first fight sequence. And he's like, my money's on Blondie or whatever. And like, he, you know, slips him some money, what's in it for me? And like his kicks, like he's just unveiling. It's like, this guy should have been in the movie. And you know, I'm a huge Jeff Wincott fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Jeff Wincott carried the that industry for a little while. But Gary Daniels' kicks in that fight sequence are phenomenal. I think and, the same thing about Final Impact, the Lorenzo Lamas, Michael Worth one. Yes, Remember Gary Daniels yes. just says that opening fight scene with Michael Worth. Well, it, it's the best, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the best fight sequence of Don the Dragon Wilson, who I know is both our number one on this list, mm-hmm. our best fight sequence, uh, his best fight sequence is, what is it? What, what part four? Part four. Yep. Uh, and the, in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Don the Dragon Wilson can do this? Why ha- doesn't he do this for his entire career? And exactly. it's because, it's not because he can or can't do it. It's because he's working with Gary Daniels. And it is a phenomenal, that, if you want to highlight real of Don the Dragon Wilson, just pull that moment out and watch that. That is, that's the best. So the, I, I'm going off here, but basically Gary Daniels is almost in everybody he's worked with, best of sequence. Does that make Very, sense? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and a hundred percent agree. He brings out the best, just like Samuel has been known as a choreographer who brings out the best in his performers. Gary Daniels brings out the best 
in his co-stars because they have no choice but to step up their game. Yeah, it, it, it's he's got believability. He's got flexibility. He's got uh, pace, power. It's just he's the total package. And he's uh, I'll, I'll I'll pause for there because I know we're going to talk about him and we'll probably talk about Keith Cook soon, too. Actually, maybe I'll keep talking. Uh, I know he's been in some, uh, I think, a Lifetime Network movie recently, and I wanted him to kick people, and he didn't kick anybody. And you didn't hear anything I said, so you're going to have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> you, you bastard. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm th- so thirsty. That's what you hear me. I've drank one of these big old things. I drink a lot of water, everybody. It's the elixir of life, drinking lots of water, but I'm also going to have a, bub- a little bit of bubbly right now. Uh, oh, a placement bubbly. Uh, we're looking for sponsors, but all right. So now we are on to number two, right? Uh, yes, we are. So let me, uh, ask you this. Does your number two have an accent? Uh, no. Okay. So that's where we fell off. Uh, so my number two definitely has an accent and my number two is Mr. Scott Atkins. Oh, Nice. You have a good list. It's almost as good as mine. (laughs) So Scott Atkins, and here's the deal. I talked about how a lot of modern performers are more trickers or gymnasts. Scott Atkins is a martial artist who can do all that stuff, but never crosses the line in his performances. Meaning I never see him and I'm like, oh, it's a gymnast or, oh, you know, it's like, that's cool. But he, he knows how to use that like modern type stuff with his old school foundation. And the, the thing is, there's been no, he's one of the most prolific martial arts actors of all time, period. And I feel like a lot of times where the, maybe he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves is he didn't come from this original golden era, whether it's American or Hong Kong cinema. But guess what? Like us, he grew up watching these films and was so inspired. And that's why I love his podcast series because we get to hear him talk about how inspired he was by individuals like Lauren Avedon, by individuals like, say, Gary Daniels, and so forth. And he took this inspiration from these actors, learned how to do what they did, and then, I hate to say, sometimes did it better, but yes. But then he also added the modern elements of a lot of the aerial tricking type stuff and combined it with this foundation he had in Taekwondo and then kickboxing because he was a kickboxing instructor he has his black belt in kickboxing which is like a british thing uh i'm not i forget what organization does that so he learned how to do all the gymnastics and do all this and for the last 20 years he is the go-to guy and the, the fact of the matter is he's also never been given his fair chance to like headline a big big budget actually. In fact, he's so good. They keep taking away the budgets from his films because they know he can still perform. But when you watch what he can do, he can do all the different styles. He can do grounded kickboxing fighting a hundred percent, you know, combining those uh, amazing kicks with solid handwork. He can do classic kind of Taekwondo aerial kicking, you know, no flipping, no uh, just spinning and height and he has that clean line of his kicks, but he can also do kind of more Muay Thai style power kicks. Uh, and then obviously he can do the aforementioned uh, tricking type stuff. And really he's been holding up the genre for the last 20 years. You know, he, if not for him, we wouldn't even have like a quote unquote straight to video type of market anymore. I mean, he, 
key headlines. And people will sometimes be like, oh, the recent Scott Atkins ones. Well, you know, he does the best with what he can. And the thing is, especially even in recent years, his films, I feel like, are just getting better and better, too. And we've had some amazing uh, output from him, uh, especially with Jesse V. Johnson, which I believe their collaborations at first were a little like, eh, but then they've just been getting better and better. And obviously, you know, I loved Debt Collector, the Debt mm-hmm. Collectors, uh, the first one. Uh, the second one was good, too. But obviously, the first one is better. And, you know, we both loved, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. The prison one. Avengement? Avengement. Yes. Yes. Uh, he doesn't do as much kicking in that. But Scott Atkins, I just, and I feel like he's a great actor. I don't know why people, I, I occasionally get arguments with people that say he's not. I disagree. He's a fantastic actor. His his kicking ability, you know, we take all these other people that have been on this list and he can do pretty much everything they do. There's nothing that any of these people, I think, can do that he can't. Uh, and even let's say if he couldn't in his prime, and even now probably he could teach himself how to do it, right? And except for one, except for one move, which is the the scorpion, the scorpion I kick. I don't. I, I think only Rothrock can. I think looking at this list, both of our lists, which includes uh-huh. maybe fifteen people, even our honorable mention, he can do everything that everybody here does except for maybe Rothrock. That, you know, it's funny. It's like, why haven't there been more performers that do it? Maybe you're right. It's just, it takes that insane level of flexibility and strength uh, in the legs in maybe a way that only she has. But Scott Atkins, it's there, you know, I had him back and forth and it almost felt a little blasphemous putting him at number two ahead of some of these other pe- people. But I'm like, why? It's simply because this kind of, you know, dogma of they're the, from the classic era. And so that we can't, you know, step above them. It's almost like that sensei student relationship, but guess what? The whole point is the student should try to become even greater than the sensei. Right. Uh, that would be like, I guarantee you, you know, with us in Sugarfoot, he wants us to be better than he ever was. He said that to me before, you know, that's his goal. And so Scott Atkins, like us, you know, obviously he's closer to your age, a little bit older than me. You know, he grew up watching these films, decided to dedicate his life to being as good as, you know, they were. And it's funny because I was on a similar trajectory originally. uh, And then I fell into actual competitive kickboxing. Excuse me. And I realized that's what I needed in my life. And so, and good thing, because I would have never been able to do half the stuff that the performers nowadays do. So uh, Scott Atkins is my number two. Well, uh, I'm going to just pause for a second and just say, like, I've seen you, I've seen you in the ring. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you might not be able to do what they do, but they won't be able to do what you do. Every, everybody on this list, everyone in this top 10 list does their own thing. Right. So you would, you would, you would, uh, yeah. When, when it comes time to start rolling the camera, it's going to, it's going to go well. Uh, Thank you, my friend. Thank you. So So you're, you're my number two. Yeah. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised. Okay. Uh, Michael Dudikoff. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> you, you stole my joke. I was going to do that at the beginning. Uh, I was like, all right, who can I say? Because I was originally going to say, actually, surprisingly enough, doing this research, 
I've never given David Bradley enough credit from American Ninja three and four. You know, it's yes. like I was watching him and he actually was on my honorable mentions list, but I just haven't watched enough of his stuff to feel like it was really fair. I was just watching a highlight reel, but I was like, wow, he was actually a real, and I looked him up, you know, he was a real martial artist down in the splits doing all this stuff. And I think I just automatically associate those movies with Michael Dudikoff that I no, just you're, assumed. You're, you're completely correct. I thought about uh, David Bradley being on the mar- on the honorable mention list. I also thought about Sasha Mitchell for his whip kicks being on the, on the list. Uh, but yeah, uh, joking aside, my number two is Kiko Kitabayashi. There we go. And uh, you know, you, you hit every, every point on the head. Uh, I particularly think that his work in uh, uh, King of Kickboxers, sorry, we, we say so many movie titles, that there's there's a delay sometimes. Uh, his work in King of Kickboxers, particularly with Corey Yoon's, uh, uh, I guess, shadow choreography, mm-hmm. is just it, it's it's that sequence alone is it was the promise and the fulfillment. Yes, the promise and fulfillment of everything Corey Yoon has done with a foreign cast. Yeah, whether it's like kiss the dragon whether it's uh i don't know i don't think he worked on lead the weapon four right i don't think so no you know what i think he did because okay uh, he he pretty much did all of jet lee's jet lee's okay uh western projects all yeah. the way up until uh danny the dog if i'm not mistaken okay yeah so uh the no retreat no surrender moves i know we have a the, there's a close part in our heart i actually prefer those movies to king of the kickboxer mm-hmm. just because agreed I, I, I'm attached to them. You know, you get no retreat, no surrender. Three will always hold a special place in my heart. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. The, yeah. The, these these movies are. I love them. But King of the Kickboxer, Keith Cook, Hirabayashi segments, and the particularly his fighting sequence uh, is just an, uh, a masterclass, and it is it is uh, top of the line work for Corey Yoon outside of a pure Hong Kong production. I also think that, uh, I mean, you talked about like the lack of films that he's had. Unfortunately, a lot of these people have had lack of films. It almost seems like our number four and up lack of film, uh, lack of leads. And it's, it's a shame because uh, he should have, he should have had these opportunities, but I digress and just want to say that um, what I like about him and how he pulled himself and focused on what he had in his control is he did something that a lot of other people did not do. I don't know if he did it inadvertently or did it, uh, did it on purpose. He protected his legacy. Mm-hmm. And if you watch anything that he's in, it, it's top notch. And his kicks, it, 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 the speed of his kicks, uh, the trickery, but authenticity, the power, the believability, and uh, I think he, in, in the interview, mentioned that he was he was the first one to do that triple, right? Yeah, well, because I said, oh, yeah, you did the Donnie Yang. He's like, Donnie did that kick? I did that first. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, if, if anybody, like, wants to, and it's been a while since I've, like, logged into his class, but if anybody wants to see, like, oh, can he still do these kicks? I know he's not doing those kicks. Take a shadow kickboxing class. It's uh, his, his kicks are phenomenal. He's like whipping. I mean, he's helped me with my whip kicks. He just like knows how to whip it around and how to move. And it just, it's, it's uh, he's a joy on screen. What he did is Dakota and Cynthia, and Cynthia Rothrock and uh, China O'Brien, what he did in uh, heat seeker, 
um, which characters was he in the, the video game movies? Oh Not yeah, Street I didn't Fighter. mention the Mortal Kombat movies. Mortal Kombat, thank you. In the first one, he's uh, Scorpion. And the second and then one, the second, uh, not wait, a reptile, excuse me, not scorpion, reptile. reptile. And then scorpion in the second one, right? No, sub zero, sub zero, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just his his work, I mean, it's just his work is fantastic. And you can, and I think we're talking about maybe five, five key roles, yeah, five, six, and almost on the almost on Kung Fu, the legend continues, yep. And so, while we're on that, I want to take a slight sidetrack i think you might like this sidetrack uh there have been if we were including the work of people in hong kong uh there there, there should be people more people on this list mm-hmm. and i'm talking about our sensei peter sugar for cunningham and i'm talking uh-huh. about benny the jet rakitas uh-huh. i'm also gonna throw out a name uh very close to me sifu don Nayam should be on this list but they need they needed the parts and they also needed the better stunt teams Sifu Don never got a fair shake either. And the thing is, uh, we've, we've talked a little bit about Undefeatable. I remember when I first saw that movie, it actually wasn't relatively too long after it came out in a sense, because I saw it on Action Max in the late 90s. <laughs> and I remember seeing that and just being blown away and thinking it was, and it wasn't until years later where it, it, it got made fun of on the internet and stuff. I'm like, what, what's wrong with you people? This movie's so good. But uh, I digress. But anyways, so I think we're up to our number ones. And I think I know you're number one. Uh, and I think I know you're number one. Yeah. Okay. So my number one, does your number one have a British accent? Yes, it does. Does yours? Yes. Yes. Does yours does. have blonde hair? Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> so my number one and uh, totally worthy entry, but also personal bias because I talk a lot about how I was so inspired by a lot of these guys growing up, you know, uh, you know, Jerry Trimble, Keith Cook, even a lot of people in this list, our own sensei, Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham, Richard Norton was a huge inspiration for me, but definitely one of the biggest ones that maybe I don't even give enough credit to is my number one, Mr. Gary Daniels. So Gary Daniels for me is the quintessential kicker in the sense of, I've talked about how certain like people on this list, like let's say even like a Lauren Avedon, uh, you know, once he got forced into kind of these lower budget movies with, less than stellar choreography, it, you know, it wasn't his fault. It just, they, they just didn't work as well with Gary Daniels. There's no such thing as bad choreography because he will make anything look amazing. And the thing with him is first of all, legit, uh, world champion kickboxer, right. Uh, you know, huge amateur career as a fighter, both Taekwondo and kickboxing as a professional, if I'm not mistaken, he was either four and zero or five and zero because when he moved to America, he started off in Florida and then he eventually ended up at the jet center being trained by our, uh, sensei. And then he won a California state title. And then I believe won a world title. It's really hard to find any of I've never been able to find any of his actual fights, only a exhibition match he did with uh, uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. Mm -hmm. But so he has this, uh, I want to check just real quick. Yes, he won the PKA World Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, And then it was the WKBA, WKBA California State Light Heavyweight Championship. So he has this authentic kickboxing pedigree right but he also has this background in taekwondo so he has he has the best combination of beautiful lines and aesthetic of his taekwondo kick techniques of his jump spinning 
techniques, but also throwing those more kickboxing based like Muay Thai techniques. And uh, throughout his career, once again, he got to do City Hunter, not his first movie, but a couple movies in, you know, he had done some really bad low budget ones, like in the Philippines, some in America, like I think it's American Street Fighter, which is just an absolutely terrible movie that I'll watch any day because he's in it and he does mm-hmm. so, so well in it. Right. But then he gets to do, he only really had one shot at Hong Kong uh, in a Hong Kong production, right. In uh, city Hunter. We've talked about how that first fight sequence with Jackie Chan, not the street fighter fight sequence is one of our favorites. Uh, and then after that, it was, you know, sometimes he was doing American productions with like, less than stellar choreography, sometimes with really great choreography. And no matter what, he always made it look good. And his kicks are just always perfect, just perfect. You know, and sometimes it's like, it's almost, it's like he doesn't even have to try. He's just so good. And he has incredible aerial kicks. His flexibility is on par with anybody. Maybe he and Cynthia Rothrock might be the most flexible. (laughs) Like when you see him go in the splits and stuff and on the ground, in the air, uh, he has incredible jump kicks. He didn't do as many of the like slow motion aerial stuff as other guys, but he did. He can do the jump split triple kick. You know, he just, it was probably mostly because the stuntmen he was working with didn't know how to take it or sell these kicks. But then later on, he got to work with sometimes the Japanese stunt teams like Cold Harvest. Cold mm-hmm. Harvest is an incredible one. And is it, go ahead. Which, which is that the one uh, where there's the fight sequence near the dock with, uh, Keith Vitale? No. Uh, are you thinking near the beach on in Blood Moon? He fights Keith Vitale. Is it? Is it? It's, it's, it is. That's Blood Moon. Yeah. Where? But, no. Keith Vitale's okay. just a stuntman in that one. Pretty. Yeah. Much. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, sorry about that. So cold, cold harvest. Yeah, cold harvest. He gets to work with the Japanese stunt team, uh, the the Power Rangers guys, and so you get to see him do that fast paced choreography again, which is incredible. Uh, I I always kind of said that. Gary Daniels brought together these two styles I really liked. Hong Kong style choreography, like fast paced, ba 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 ba, and then the power of Van Damme's kicks, which we didn't actually really even go over when we talked about Van Damme is how powerful his kicks were. But Gary Daniels managed to combine those two. He could do like the Western style big power shots, but mm-hmm. and then still keep uh, that Hong Kong pace and choreography. And what he was able to do kicking wise, even just on the ground, just roundhouse kicks, side kicks, just phenomenal. And his physique, he has maybe one of the best physiques in martial arts cinema history. And I just don't think anybody was able to combine Western and Eastern styles of choreography and performance and blend them together like he did in the sense of how powerful all of his kicks were but could still be fast could still be clean uh and i just feel like perhaps maybe because he was such an inspiration for me i'm putting him so high but he is my number one because even to this day when he's been posting on facebook recently he i'm like how is he still that flexible how can he still go down the splits like that how can he hold his leg up how is he still so ripped he is just a lifelong martial artist and inspiration and even when you see him performing stuff uh, nowadays, even uh, a couple years back when he was in the first I Am Vengeance movie, which I really liked, you get to see him still just throw such phenomenal kicks. Uh, and and White Tiger. Uh, White Tiger. Like- so like White Tiger is the example of uh, definitely Western style choreography and so forth and slightly slower paced. 
mm-hmm. guess what? It he makes it work because then you get to see his kicks longer. You know, yep. you get to see them be like held out almost, or you get to see the motion of them more clear. You don't need any fast, rapid editing because, as I said, there is no such thing as bad choreography with him. He makes everything look good. So uh, I know I already spoke about Gary Daniels, but just a mat like Powers Booth. We love Powers Booth, right? Okay, let's say Sudden Death gets recast, and instead of Powers Booth, Gary Daniels is your main henchman. All of a sudden, okay. you have a martial art fight. Yeah. Um, let's say uh, I had a couple others in mind. Uh, let's say Rapid Fire gets recast, and Brandon Lee goes against Gary Daniels. Ooh. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're just because he makes every performer he works with better. Yeah. Not just better, but he brings out their best. Right. Um, one person we didn't mention, because as you're thinking, you're talking about Gary Daniels. I'm like, oh, yeah, Gary Daniels. He was in a fight sequence with uh, Wesley Snipes in mm, uh, Game of Death. Game, Yeah, the the other Game of Death. Not not Bruce Lee's Game of Death. Yeah, not Bruce Lee. And I mean, you know, it's it's shorter. It could have been longer, but he's in it. And then I'm thinking, oh, uh, honorable mention. We probably could have mentioned Wesley Snipes. As honorable I, mention. I, w- I was going to mention Wesley Snipes. So we're officially re-mentioning him right now. Yeah. Uh, but Gary Daniels, uh, is something special and there's, it's, it's almost as if he transcends film. It's like he, he floats in and out of these films. Oh, all of a sudden here's a cameo. Oh, it's the best fight in this movie. Oh, he's in this movie. Best fight sequence. He just, oh, here he is. Just, you know, even in city hunter, mm-hmm. he floats in and out just a few times, but they are great fight sequences, his training sequence alone. Yep. Uh, so my number one is the other English accent, Scott Atkins. And the reason I justified Scott Atkins being over Gary Daniels, because for some reason I was fixated. Keith Cook, Kitabayashi was not moving off that second spot. <laughs> uh, was I cut out their Hong Kong work. Mm-hmm. And I just focused. Because if you include their Hong Kong work, I think you got to flip it. Mm. Uh, just because, I, you know, it, man, it's Hong Kong now isn't the same as what it was. Nope. And so it would, it's, it's not a fair, it's not a fair comparison of Gary Daniels going against Jackie Chan and Gary Daniel, uh, Scott Atkins going against Donnie Yen should right. be a great fight, but it's shot just a couple of years ago. Um, and in the shadows of the great fight with Mike Tyson. Uh, so Scott Atkins is my number <laughs> one because he is basically everything on this list and he's brought it together out of respect for all of these people. Agreed. And if, just watching the respect he has in his podcast alone, mm-hmm. you know this is true. He's, he's a nerd. He's a nerd he like is. us. Yeah. Except for I'm like, what? Wh- I wish I was. I had half the abilities he does, but it's just so cool to see because a lot of these modern day performers, even the incredible ones, these, these stunt people I've met over the years, whether it's in L.A. or in China, uh, amazing martial artists. Uh, even if they just only train for the screen, they're incredible. But then you want to pick their brain about like their favorite Hong Kong movies from back in the day and stuff. They're like, well, I like Jackie Chan. I'm like, well, what's your favorite one? And they've maybe seen the mainstream one, same thing with Jet Li, <laughs> but you go to anything a little more obscure, even the slice bit, they're like, oh, and sometimes not even obscure. Sometimes it's just like, well, no, I didn't really see that many of, or they won't even know certain performers. And you're like, yeah. what? There's other guys, for example, uh, one of the- the upcoming stars go. of the Mortal Kombat reboot, uh, Max Huang, who's playing Kung yeah. Lao. I, I was fortunate enough to become friends with him when we were both at the Shanghai Sports University together. This was years ago. 
And uh, I've, I've maybe mentioned this story before when I first met him, he had already done one of the Jackie Chan movies. He had done CZ 12 and he, I was like, Oh, you're on the Jackie Chan stunt team. That's cool. And like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Jackie. So I was like, well, what's your uh, favorite Jackie Chan movie? And when he said <laughs> Fear, fearless hyena, which is my favorite of his old school movies too. I was like, uh-huh. you're the real deal, man. You're the real <laughs> deal. But other guys, vice versa. I've said like, well, what'd you think about Jackie's fight, you know, uh, against Billy Chow and miracles or something like, Oh, well, I've never seen that one. And I'm just like, forget it. But Scott oh, you, Atkins, maybe you should have called it black magic. Yes. And all the other oh, titles. Oh, oh, well, if you would have called it that or Mr. Canton and Lady Rose, I would have known what you were talking about. But, uh, Scott Atkins, he knows these movies. He's seen yes. them. He grew up watching them just like we did. Well, and, and what's what's great is so many times they're performers, uh, martial art performers, what have you, and they're doing great things. And you're like, this is great. I love it. I like it. But I'm not in love with it. Mm-hmm. And there's something missing. There's like the heart missing. And uh, I just think – so. You know, we we've talked about different people carrying genres at different time. We've 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 gone off the martial art train a little bit at times and talked about uh, Mila Djokovic. I've text. I've sent you texts. That means we've talked about it from Resident <laughs> Evil, right? How she how she carried like the action genre for a couple of years there, mm-hmm. um, and how there there have been other people who've carried like we've mentioned his name so many times. It should be in my honorable mention. Jeff Wincott carried a, the genre for a little while. Cynthia Rothrock, like there probably wouldn't be straight to video without Cynthia Rothrock. Nope. I, I know it existed, but she put that on her back. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, yeah, there's Steven Seagal doing straight to video. There's 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 Jean Claude Van Damme doing straight to video, and occasionally, like, oh, a gem comes out. Mm-hmm. But Scott Adkins is carrying this, and mm-hmm. he's carrying it with honor, and he's doing it through great dramatic performances on Avengement. He's doing it through fun performances on Deck Collectors 2 mm-hmm. uh, most recently. And I really like Deck Collectors 2 because they get into a, a whole sequence. He and uh, Louis Mandelar, uh, their characters get into this conversation, uh, boxing versus kickboxing. I know they right. did that in part one, but I really like that, how they were actually kind of, when they actually got in the ring and Louis Mandelar got in the ring and did some boxing stuff with the younger boxer and he was doing fine and then he got knocked out and then uh, uh, Scott Atkins took care of things with the kickboxing. And they just, it's really, uh, it's really fun to see someone enjoying their life and their career so much yes. and then throwing in all these kicks. You know, you, you know, you, uh, He's he hasn't fought everybody on this list. He probably should have or could have at some point. I would love to see a Gary Daniels Scott Atkins movie, uh, but you know he's he's carrying the load and he's doing it with joy and he's doing it with. This is where you got got it, guys. Thank you so much. I acknowledge that you guys got me got the genre here. I'm going to carry it until the genre takes off again. Yeah, and until he's throwing, the, the next person comes along. Yeah. And we've, I think our top five people, except for Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, uh, sorry, top four, top six, whatever, top 10 people, all didn't get the, the films that they could have, they, we feel like they should have gotten. Mm-hmm. Is Batman better for having Ben Affleck as Batman and Bruce Wayne? Or could it have had Scott Atkins and could it have been even better? Oh man, that's such a... That's such an interesting question. And people have, and I know there was that, that rumor he was in the running and, the, and to be honest with you, I, 
I don't think I would have wanted to see that. I'd rather see him do his own character big thing, you know, yeah. and the reason why we we got to see uh, how brilliant he was when he had the opportunity to kind of do that with Accident Man. Yes. And so give a big budget like to him to do, to develop his own character and stuff. And he would make something Jackie Chan-esque. Uh, you know what I mean? His own original yeah, there's no uh, question about project. that. No question about that. Well, cool, this been, man. This has been a this, lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. We went, we definitely went over. So uh, I'll probably end up splitting it into two episodes. But uh, I, I, I found it cool how we had some that correlated directly. Yeah, uh, how close it was towards the end there. But yeah, this was a tough one. So next one, maybe we will. We might do another list, or we might do a more theme or subject. Maybe we'll talk about the Kill Bill movies. We will. Yeah. Uh, have to wait and see. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right, man. I will catch you later. Take care. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. (laughs) 